0: I'm wondering, uh, do you feel that she's going to turn in powerful men? How do you see that working out?
1: I don't know. I haven't really been following it too much. I just wish her well, frankly. Uh, I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach. And I guess they lived in Palm Beach. But I wish her well, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know the situation with Prince Andrew. Just don't know. So, welcome to a special fucking pilled bonus uh, with me and Nathan from Old Time Religion. How you doing, Nathan? I'm doing good. Well, that's good because you won't be when we're done. You know, no, we, no, be fucking connecting yarn on the wall. So yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, James decided I was too happy, so yeah. we're
1: going to go through. Everybody else needs to <laughs> <I> do. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go through some, you know, current event. Um nothing too controversial, just the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. I'm not gonna fucking figure out how to pronounce it, but so it only involves the
0: British monarchy, um powerful Jews, which is not in an anti-Semitic way, just powerful people that happen yeah. Um (laughs) what other controversies are in this thing? Well, Uh, I mean the global
1: (laughs) sex ring or whatever. Um, oh
0: yes, pedophilia.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know that whole thing—the island. Yes, remember that. Um, <laughs> um the CIA, the Mossad, and, yes. yeah, everybody.
0: Shame financiers. Six, so not many people. Yeah, financiers. Yeah. Not in an anti-Semitic way, though. No. Um. No. Yeah. No. Like, not all.
1: No. Yeah. Like you yeah. learn about. Um. The founder of Victoria's Secret. Yeah. <sighs> I don't even Donald know Donald Barr.
0: Is- converted from judaism to catholicism so he's which neither of those are relevant to this i'm just saying powerful people doing evil things the dark side of dudes rock and the dark side of girls just want (laughs) to have fun
1: yeah we're putting i'll put a disclaimer right up front everything in this episode besides like the facts of the case and the facts we know we will state what is fact of where people were what they did at the time where they were working what their connections were Nothing we say about that will be untrue, and if it is, it's speculative, we'll make it clear, but the overall grand theory we're, well, I'm developing here, I won't put this on you, the overall grand theory <laughs> I'm developing here today is just, it's fucking crankery. I, this is me just, like, expanding on a thought that's going to go too far, probably. So, we're going to cover Ghislaine, not necessarily in the context of her trial, but in the context of why she's connected to Jeffrey Epstein and who else is connected to Jeffrey Epstein, a man who seemingly should not have run a hedge fund where, like, you have to have a billion dollars to invest. So.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's it. We'll start, I guess, with um, the latest on the Maxwell trial, right? So uh, we talked before we came on Mike, The biggest thing this week is what? Donald Trump. (laughs) And um, I guess Donald Trump was, and again, his supporters are already out there like well it was only one time but the pilot at Gillane's trial testified that he was on the plane with epstein at least once so why that specifically came up i'm not sure what else have you seen from it uh
0: that's um something about a former employee of epstein's that was interesting It it's not really that relevant to the case um uh, but i guess he broke back into Epstein's mansion or maybe it was Ghislaine's mansion mm-hmm. and stole uh, several thousand dollars. And then later Epstein was like, look, I'm just going to give this to you as a loan. I know what you did. You know, we're at interesting details like that, but nothing overall that really. Yeah. You know, the, regarding the verdict or why Ghislaine had a relationship with Epstein or mm-hmm. who else was involved. We, you know, Right. Yeah. Um nothing too much new. Yeah. There
1: is the uh idea of like the um victim defense that they're trying to the lawyers for Galen are trying to play too. That's right. been the big thing that's come out this week is like um it's woke because like the, the jury should be more woke because a woman can't sex traffic. You know. Yeah, or like she's combat. just
0: a victim with no agency. Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
1: Right, which we will get into as we go through the history of Epstein here,
0: because let's face it,
1: we're all concerned about, tell us more about the big man who's dead, did they freeze his head somewhere after they killed him or what, we gotta know, but, so yeah, Elaine is definitely complicit, and we will get into that, and, you know, um, she was And and it's very clear through a lot of statements that have come out early on in the trial and even through like Epstein's arrest stories that were in the news about Ghislaine grooming people. That's why everyone was wondering where the hell is this lady when she was hiding out for those couple of months. But let's start with Epstein, who grows up really not in a position where, I don't know, you should be a billionaire if he was, that's, you know um jeff epstein let's say started off born in 1953 in brooklyn he's pretty broke his parents are uh his mom stays home obviously and she was like a school aide uh his dad was parks and rec and uh jeffrey ends up going to you know they end up moving to seagate um on coney island but jeffrey ends up going to um local schools and then he ends up going to Uh, a music camp interlocking school up here in Michigan uh, for piano um, and then comes back and graduates. And from, you know, Lafayette high school in New York after skipping two grades somehow, but that's, this is the thing. Like, remember what you hear about Epstein. Like when you read stories, he's a dumb fucking guy, right? Like this guy paid very smart people to be around him and ask them dumb questions. So I think that there's something, like, I don't know. This shit, when he's a kid, like, nobody was fucking sitting there, like, patting him through school, obviously. That's totally speculative. Yeah. I do think he's a dumbass in some ways, though. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it this happened, but whatever. But, anyways, he goes on to um, the Courant Institute of Mathematical Sciences, but he leaves without a degree. So, with no degree, um, he goes to the Dalton School in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Which again, no degree, but a mathematician. He starts teaching at us, he starts teaching physics and math for high school age students. Now, uh, it was right before Epstein, well, Epstein started the job. Uh, the person who would have been in charge of hiring was a man who is related to Donald Trump's former attorney general. Well, former president's attorney general uh bill barr's father donald and nathan you looked into him quite a bit what did you uh what are some interesting stories you want to give us his background and
0: we're... yeah so uh donald barr um served in the office for his office of strategic services the oss during world war ii uh that organization later becomes the cia <laughs> um he had a ma in english in 1950 after that. And he was teaching sociology and political science, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, he's a headmaster at this Dalton school from 1964 to 1974, and allegedly Barr hired Epstein mm-hmm. as a math teacher, despite Epstein having no um, background in this. But, By the okay, way, he did attend the, <laughs> maths,
1: the math university, and it, like, but he didn't have a degree. Exactly. And this is a prestigious school. This is this is a fucking yes. expensive school. Let's say that. This is an elite school where it's like, if you dropped out, it should be like, oh, okay. See you later.
0: Yep. Yep. He mm-hmm. just shot Epstein into a place he had no play he had no business being in. And he just put Epstein on the status path that leads to, you know, being hired by a major financial firm. Also, um, Donald Barr is a sci-fi author. <laughs> Wait, I think uh, I've heard this yeah so in 1973 Donald Barr weird, published right? <laughs> yes he published okay. space relations a slightly gothic interplanetary tale which is a space opera um I'll just give you the plot real quick um there is a humans had formed an intergalactic empire fold by a by fold <laughs> and rolled by aristocrats um and these aristocrats happen to engage in uh, sex, slavery, and pedophilia.
1: You know what? That's just Ann Rand needs to copy that off of Ann Rand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. These mm-hmm. are just very powerful. There's sexual assault all through it. Just, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, all, that's just like <laughs> Ann Rand books, actually. Um, yep. No, but okay. Well, that's.
0: Wow. Uh, probably yeah, that's a coincidence. Right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> very fucking on the nose, though. Yeah, very odd to those. Yeah.
1: Especially like with what. And it's funny because this is integrated into like probably, it's probably integrated into conspiracies more than I even pay attention to because like the right wing now with Epstein has it so fucking misconstrued. You know, it's like, well, Katy Perry was on the plane too. It's like, why? Right, right. Ellen DeGeneres, like, okay. Like, sure, man.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And and (laughs) like more specifically, the main character of this novel, a guy named Craig. (laughs) <laughs> um he's ordered to this is really disturbing sorry he is ordered to sexually assault an enslaved teenager um he is ordered by a lady morgan this lady morgan who has um captured yeah. craig enslaved craig <laughs> forces craig to sexually assault uh, an enslaved teenager and he enjoys his participation in the act and that's towards the end of the novel and just kind of from what i've read about it, it just kind of ends there
1: All right, here's the red pill theory, right? Mm. Uh, Barr had access to Project Looking Glass and he knew what would happen in Epstein's future. So he elevated him to that position and then quit. And that's why he was 1972.
0: Like, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. He wrote that novel by
1: looking in the future with Project Looking Glass with the Tesla technology (laughs) that was stolen by Trump's uncle. Yeah,
0: it's (laughs) like, it is such an uncanny. Yeah.
1: Boy, man. Yeah, you should have fucking. Kept that one to yourself, buddy.
0: Probably, and- <laughs> yeah. Because it's 1973. It. Like, I don't know what you do with that info, knowing what happens with Epstein and Ghislaine. You know.
1: Yeah, and it's also like this is where um, the modern American conspiracies like start breeding, right? Like the the Birchers right. are modernizing like old conspiracies, uh, the moon landing and the Kennedy assassination have people like going insane by this time. You know, this is a weird time, so. To, like, come up with that at this time is an odd choice of a story, you know? I'd but say, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, okay. People in so, the OSS are not very... Things yeah. happen in the OSS. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And then we will get back to um, Donald Barr's son, Bill Barr's involvement with the Epstein case a little later. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's also interesting because what Bill Barr had to say was... I don't know. It seems to reflect strangely on the story we're about to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, So, after Epstein gets to school, he ends up meeting um, Alan Greenberg, the CEO of Bear Stearns. (laughs) Um, So, at a parent-teacher conference, uh, some kid pointed to, or some kid and their parent, like, told Greenberg about Epstein, and he was um, Epstein became close to him. Now, in 76, Epstein was dismissed from Dalton for poor performance, and he was offered a job of barrister by Greenberg. Now, at fucking uh, Dalton, poor behavior was... Let me see here. So, uh, <laughs> a new teacher who pushed the limits of the school's strict dress code, wandering the halls in a fur coat, gold chains, and an open sh- shirt that exposed his chest... So this was Epstein's like look at the time he was working at the Dalton School. (laughs) And um, here, this is according to the New York Times. This is from uh, 2019. So, eight former students who attended the prestigious school during Mr. Epstein's short tenure there said his conduct with teenage girls had left an impression that had lingered for decades. One former student recalled him showing up at a party where students were drinking, while most remembered his persistent attention on the girls in the hallway and classrooms. So epstein was fired for being himself i guess which if you want to take this story in the fucking context we're going to put it in somebody notices that this guy has like perverted fucking tendencies right and thinks hey where can i put this guy yeah yeah and i do not none of that that's all speculative but it's definitely like, oh, he goes right to Bear Stearns from there. Now, I'm not saying anything about Greenberg or like an, an intelligence agency or anything like that. I don't look into any of that bullshit, right? Um, but it's just odd that like, oh, okay, his like his fucking weird fucking tendencies are like on record at this point. And nobody ever cares again for some reason. Uh, so um, supposedly Epstein became... You know, pretty good at, uh, <clears throat> you know, at Bear Stearns, he actually ended up becoming a limited partner. Um, he left Bear Stearns uh, pretty abruptly, but um, he was guilty of a reg- Regulation D violation of the SEC, which is uh, he did not have securities registered with the federal government, apparently. So, oops. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was doing, yeah, he was doing some bullshit. He, he, he had to leave, I think, because he was fucking, I think his numbers that brought him up to, I, again, speculative, I think his numbers that brought him up to, you know, <laughs> partner light were fucking bullshit, right? And that's when uh, Epstein goes on to Start his weird consulting firm, right? Intercontinental Assets Group, which assists clients in recovering stolen money and from bankers and lawyers and all this. Um, there's some weird, okay, he has not met Maxwell yet, but I'll say there's some weird times in this where he's like, uh, um, intimidates people like he has backing that he shouldn't, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There, and he just kind of uh, lets, he, he tells people like, hey, look, you don't want to steal money from my friends. And there's an incident where um, Epstein actually, I can't remember what it is. I'll have to find it. But there's an incident where Epstein actually like just apparently goes to get some money that's been taken and says, hey, you have to give that back. Or somebody goes on Epstein's behalf and says, hey, you have to give that back. Mr. Epstein, you know, you don't want him to lose that. So there's uh something weird there. Um and then but so he goes on doing this for a little while. Uh he gets you know embezzled money, uh fucking laundered and bullshit back from other countries. Um but it was mainly a couple of wealthy clients that he stuck with and he didn't do much, and then he goes on to start telling people that he is an intelligence agent (laughs) in just like casual conversation i guess um this is the time where epstein gets his fucking austrian passport somehow with a false name and it shows his place of residence as saudi arabia (laughs) (laughs) so what to do with that how he got it why he has it i don't know um What I don't know what U.S. intelligence would give that to him for, though. Why? Right. You know what I mean? And, again, never specified which intelligence agency he worked for. So, but uh, this came back up when Bill Barr comes back up in uh, Epstein's criminal case in 2008, where uh, Bill Barr was the prosecutor, and he told Trump's transition interviewers that he was told Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone and that the knowledge was above his pay grade, which is odd. (laughs) And then, okay, there are some weird connections starting here where (laughs) Epstein has a client, Adnan Khashoggi, who would be, what, the cousin of Jamal, the murdered Washington Post journalist, or something like that. Um, either way, same family. I realize it's all the same family, a small family at that, but uh, closely related to Jamal Khashoggi, the Saudi journalist who was killed a couple of years ago. Now, Adnan Khashoggi was—he was, he was like the guy accused of being at the like behind the Vegas shooting, right? <laughs> That's who was selling weapons there. But no, um, he was transferring weapons from like from America through Israel to Iran during the Iran-Contra affair and was close to Epstein. Uh, he, Epstein traveled around you know, all over Europe, all over the US and like Asia during this period. So what the hell he was doing, I don't know, but um, Epstein meets Steve Hoffenberg, who's the president and CEO of Towers Financial Corporation while in London. They're introduced by Douglas Lease, a defense contractor, and John Mitchell, the former US Attorney General again the man's rubbing up against like weird power that he shouldn't be for one thing like you know taking his background into account how he gets here is ridiculous he goes through towers financial um he's basically uh running you know collections agencies and and he is using it this time he's going through and he's investing money um he but he also goes to do hostile takeovers of like Pan Am Airlines in 87 and a couple of things like that. He's uh, doing the corporate rating of, you know, the Reagan era, right? Um, And then uh, it's later revealed, like many things, Epstein ends up getting involved in that Tower Financial is a fucking scam company and was just a Ponzi scheme. So after that, Epstein takes off and this is the one that gets interesting. He decides to strike out on his own with his own financial fucking uh, financial management company. He will only take clients who have a billion dollars or more <laughs> to invest, not just as their net worth, but to invest. As far as anyone knows, and they never published any numbers. They never, you know, there was never any like reports from Epstein on this. There was nobody who ever said they invested besides Wexner. As far as I know, I mean, I don't even know if Wexner ever said that. Epstein may have said that and been lying, but either way, nobody was really involved in this. Um, and this is where Wexner comes in, who is the founder, I guess, of L Brands, which would be uh, what Victoria's Secret, Bath and Body Works, stuff like that. Um, so he. <laughs> Start he grows up and starts like you know, um, he comes up in the 80s too, building buying retail fronts in like malls as those are exploding. Um, he gets Victoria's Secret in '82, which again, weird company to own when you're like connected to Jeffrey Epstein, right? Like an international fucking modeling wing belongs to this company. So so uh Al Brands is accused of misogyny in several court complaints, by the way. Um, and then Wexner meets Epstein in the 1980s and they becomes his primary client working with the hedge fund that only takes a billion dollars or lo- or more Epstein's his financial manager. And then uh, Wexner purchases the New York mansion that he transfers to Epstein for nothing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which would be, you know, the mansion that he, he was arrested from in New York on the Upper East Side. So <laughs> Wexner just gave him a house in, one of the most expensive fucking parts of New York. Um now. And several people also complained about uh Epstein and around Wexner and around Victoria's Secret and L Brand. So he was apparently doing the same thing he was doing in the high school and he was there. Um, Did
0: Wexner really give Epstein full power of attorney?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um <laughs> uh,
0: in the nineties. I mean um Need to check this out again, but yeah, he did. Yeah, Wexner weird stuff like that.
1: Yeah, trustee on the board of the and he can state him as a trustee on the board of the Wexner Foundation in 1991.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you want to read about uh, Leslie Wexner, uh, Bob Fittrex has some good um, essays on him. Does he have a book on him? Ah, he might. But but yeah, F I C R A K I S has some pretty good reporting on how he runs Ohio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: And that's the thing he is like one of these like regional guys now it's like i don't know dan gilbert or something but um yeah yeah so so uh at this time as epstein is on wexner you know working for wexner uh this is where he meets galaine maxwell who is the daughter of robert maxwell who let's get into because okay Here's the speculation so far. And this is, I mean, from what we've laid out, who knows? The passports, bar Jeffrey Epstein wandering around saying he's an intelligence agent. You know, who the fuck knows what's what. Um, Could he be connected? Yeah. Uh, You know, the Adnan Khashoggi thing is odd. Uh, It's all odd. Fuck. Um, But at the same time, what becomes odd is the devotion and role of Ghislaine Maxwell that she puts on top of his relationship to move him from like sexual harasser to straight up like sex trafficker. Right. Yeah. This is where things start to fucking step up. And this is where, uh, you know, this leads into the 2006 um, charge of Epstein with, you know multiple counts of molestation and all that um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this is when wexner ends up cutting his ties to epstein but well supposedly who knows that's what he says
0: yeah we should also say like uh introduced epstein to prince andrew yeah like she's already very powerful like she like that's epstein's circle keeps getting bigger and bigger (laughs) through uh maxwell but
1: and so this is like yeah um this is where we can talk a bit about, like, Maxwell's role, too, in the Florida arrest complaint, right? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in Florida, in 2006, uh, Epstein is basically recruiting girls from, like, the malls and local high schools for whatever. I think he's says different things, modeling, that, a bunch of money for, like, massages that turn into molestation and things like that. Um, And then there's, you know, these complaints are obviously brought up. Epstein gets sentenced and uh, gets work release. He's out of the building like 12 hours a day. He's not at his actual workplace. Um, Maybe out even more than 12 hours a day, honestly. He gets a sweet deal. And, oh, and this is when, of course, Dershowitz negotiates the deal so that (laughs) – in order for Epstein to agree to a plea, uh, there has to be no invest further investigation of his accomplices. So for some reason, the federal government agrees to Epstein's lawyers saying, yes, there are accomplices, but no, you cannot look into them if you want him to plead guilty to like 18 months in work release. Which is insane. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, but here's some testimony um, from the recent trial. But uh, some one of the victims said, um, "Let me have here." Juan Alisi, who is a former employee, uh, says, "Mr. Epstein doesn't like to be looked at." He was giving instruct. Maxwell instructed him on how to speak to Mr. Epstein. Mr. Epstein doesn't like to be looked at in his eyes. Um, Alisi recalls Maxwell saying, "Never look at his eyes." look in another part of the room and answer him. So this is like um, her relationship with just the staff, right? You mm-hmm. know, uh, and that's where it becomes odd because she begins, uh, the staff are also issued a household manual by uh, Maxwell. And, you know, this includes it, like, remember that you see nothing. Remember that you hear nothing. Say nothing except to answer a question direct to you. Uh, respect their privacy is a part of the guidebook. <laughs> um, and this is, you know, this kind of intimidation, like this, like a f- upfront behavior by Maxwell is sort of like the norm for how she would go out and get these girls. She would go out and she would tell them to recruit more. She would prep them for Epstein, according to the testimony out of the Florida trial. You know, she would tell them you're going in there. He's a very important man. He's, she would literally tell them he's connected to Les Wexner. He has connections to Victoria's Secret, you know, and she's not lying, but that's not where they're going. But um, yeah, it's fucking wild, you know, so she is the one like basically growing the ring of victims for Epstein at that point. And uh, Maxwell, I don't know. Let's talk a bit about where she comes from, why she's connected to people like Prince Andrew, right? Right. You know, uh, and Maxwell (laughs) (laughs) Maxwell comes in. uh, Her connections come from her father, who, like Epstein, starts out with not too much, right? I'll give him that. Uh, He's in the Czech army and, like, in France before the fall of France in World War II, and he kind of just, uh, he ends up going to join the British military for the rest of the war and makes it all the way to Berlin. Um, So after this, he's naturalized in england uh where he gets married and they end you know he has five four or five kids one dies i don't know check one off but i think a couple die actually one gets in a car crash too um but at this time after the war like when he's having these kids and everything maxwell is using connections he has and he he wasn't this high up in the military right like he did end up getting an award, and he was yeah. Well, he, he
0: got a military cross, but he only reached uh, the rank of sergeant. Um, right. is sergeant above or below captain? I, I think he was a captain too. Um, and oh yeah, oh, he, he was, was a captain. Okay, yep, you're right. I had to check this will correct.
1: You haven't. Cap- he was a captain, a junior officer rank of the British Army and Royal Marines. It ranks above lieutenant and below major. Okay. So, there you go. um but either way, somehow, well, I guess, as a captain, you'd have a little bit more excuse anyways, uh, from <laughs> the war, um Maxwell uses his connections to people who are in charge of the reconstruction of Europe after the war, uh, and then you know, the people handing out the uh Marshall Plan funds and everything like that, and this is also the time where you know, what's going on in Europe during the Reconstruction plan, right?
0: This is mm-hmm. the Operation
1: Gladio period, and that's the thing. It, um, Maxwell is building his publishing empire during this period by publishing books across Europe with ties to the occupying forces of the Allied military, which is okay. I mean, something has to exist there, but just an odd connection and um it gets you know the openly odd connections come a little bit later obviously but he serves in parliament he's a fucking labor mp um i i would imagine one of the most horrible kind i don't care about his politics though
0: (laughs) um (laughs) well that that part's kind of interesting too because like um He was frequently called a champagne socialist, not just because he was in labor, because obviously labor and socialism is not the same thing, but because one, he's coming from Czechoslovakia Mm. and there was he himself bragged about being able to get into the USSR um, later in his (laughs) life in the 1980s and 90s. uh, Mm. There was, a, I think, a BBC guy making a documentary about uh, Robert Maxwell and Maxwell claimed he flew to Russia and left behind his uh, film producer behind in uh, at Heathrow Airport or something. So it's um, so he, he he himself claimed that he was a bigwig in USSR circles. Um, okay. Oh. But, oh, he was called a champagne socialist. I don't know how much he himself claimed this, but he was in you know Eastern Europe. He had connections. He he talked him up. And I would imagine that people yeah. thought he was a Soviet spy. I forgot to mention that. Okay. Um, well, but in the 50s, he was being investigated by um, U.S. agents. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. U.S. agents <laughs> were looking into whether he was a Soviet spy of some sort or not. Um,
1: at some point, he loses the publishing company. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the United States Congress says, like, it's an unfair, like, uh, he was unfairly expelled and it's kind of up in the air. And then he borrows money to buy it back. Uh, and then, um, he continues to acquire more fucking outlet, uh, you know, more media companies and becomes Maxwell communications corporation. And that is where he starts doing, you know, um, he starts running a lot of things. Honestly, he runs the Sunday mirror, Sunday people, Scottish Sunday mail, Scottish daily record. Um, he, he has quite a bit of like, and you don't see them here, unfortunately, because these are the labor party papers, you know? We just mm, get like the mm. Telegraph and shit like that, <laughs> but but yeah, he he uh, and the Sun or whatever, our shit sucks. But yeah, he runs the pro labor papers. Um, I know, wasn't the Sunday People a pretty decent one at the time? I don't know. No, there was a different one. There was like a journal out there. I can't remember what the fuck it was. But either way, um, he's running these. Uh, he's starts getting accused by one of his employees and uh, of being a crook and a liar and then Maxwell immediately uh, apparently ingratiated himself with this guy and he became his uh, authorized biographer. (laughs) (laughs) His fucking morals sold out real quick. Um, Yeah, but you know uh, he he continues going on Uh, actually Maxwell and, and Buys uh, Sinclair Research, which is another uh, acquisition. IP. He, he ends up owning, you know, Evening Standard, more papers as he goes on, New York Daily News. Um, now, oh, here you go. Yeah, he has links to Chuck Damn, forgot I had that in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, he has links all over Eastern Europe. Yeah. That I could not follow Like, for example, there's a book. That's a little sketchy. That alleges that he helped get um, Czechoslovakia in 1948 to sell um, the Israeli government um, aircraft components, which helped them secure air supremacy when they were ethnically sorting about yeah. a but it's, the thing. Is like <laughs>
1: someone someone did though. Is is
0: yeah. It's there yeah. is Czechoslovakia yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, I mean, it's like
1: that someone did facilitate that, and like, but and. I mean, who was occupying was the country at the time? Yeah, it was the exactly. British, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the British media can like cheer on these like brave young Israelis or whatever for blowing up the King David Hotel. I guess you know, and, right, right. But yeah, so he's heavily connected to the British media, which is connected to the British government, connected to the Labour Party during this period where all you know the Israelis are are not allowed to produce weapons domestically under you know the British mm-hmm. fucking mandate. Right. Um, right. And uh, since the British mandate, and they're still not allowed to import weapons from the United States because the United States at that point is a bit different on different footing with the Arab countries, and they don't really want to fucking get in the middle of it. Which, right, right. Wow, if only that was still the case, man.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. a whole weird period where like a lot of Soviet countries don't know what to do about nobody, Israel. Yeah, yeah no Palestine, one. Knew. That's yeah. the
1: thing is like everyone was like, I don't know yeah (laughs) like do we support this or not even though like we've made like you know the balfour declarations done and all like but like Mm -hmm. i don't know if we like yeah we said they can have a country but now like do we give them weapons and like even before like they give them weapons they're like well they you know no uh israelis were allowed to have firearms under the british occupation yeah yeah that's where most of the israeli arms manufacturers started is as underground firms (laughs) building illegal firearms to shoot british troops
0: Yeah. And it's interesting reading about Robert uh, Maxwell as being between the USSR, the UK, the US and Israel and his efforts in lobbying these countries to aid Israel militarily over the long run. Right. And it goes back. It does go back to 1948, like regardless of what his role was in the Arab-Israeli war and the Czechoslovakia uh, military aid, regardless of what that was exactly he was there you know he was yeah. involved yeah you
1: know? and that's when he you know he goes on farther to um obviously he uh is the foreign oh it's the foreign office that starts inspect starts fucking looking into him as a double agent or a triple agent wow
0: <laughs> impressive
1: u.s uk and fucking israel who's he actually fucking working for um but who knows? But uh, shortly before Maxwell dies, um, a former Israeli intelligence director and employee approached a number of news organizations in the UK and the US with the allegation that uh, Maxwell and Amir's foreign editor were both working for the Mossad. <laughs> now, this is shortly before his death. And this is information about supposed ties to the Mossad is real- revealed to media in the U.S. and the U.K. Um, and then uh, this is also the Vanu case, right? This is the time yeah. where Vanunu, yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, um, Maxwell informed the Israeli embassy in the U.K. that Ven- Mordecai Vanunu was a man who had revealed – information about israel's nuclear weapons to british papers and he was kidnapped
0: from the uk smuggled to israel or he, of, he was kidnapped was he, from Italy. okay was that it so right. Mossad somehow got him to travel to Italy for some yeah. reason and i have i lost okay. the details there but they kidnapped him from Italy. you
1: know it's always scene. travel that's that makes sense because it's always yeah they get yeah. You on like a long train ride or something Oh yeah, yeah. You're just in the night in the train, and then suddenly like your family gets a call eight months later from an Israeli prison. But <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so um Venunu ends up convicted of treason and in prison for 18 years. And you know, he's the proto fucking Jonathan Pollard or something. <laughs> backwards Jonathan Pollard. Um <laughs>
0: backwards Jonathan Pollard. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh eventually. The legend that fucking gets on it, Seymour Hirsch, who claimed to have, um, you know, some information on Maxwell's connections to the Mossad when he actually first reveals the Samson option, which is a very well-known thing now, right? Which is the Israeli fucking doomsday plot, should they ever be invaded and feel it's too unfair that they will just glass the entire region, <laughs> you know. Um, which it's funny because we still can't say they actually have nuclear weapons. So right <laughs> just for legal purposes, Israel does not have any nuclear weapons. Uh, but um, at some time i uh, actually Galloway in, in George Galloway and uh, a conservative MP end up um, going on to fucking start asking questions about Maxwell and like parliamentally, Parliamentary privilege, and they think he's doing, uh, you know, they think his media arm and like him are working kind of in this weird way as far as like they're assisting Israel when like the time comes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he, they're kind of covering for Israel and they're, they're handing over the guy who reveals Project Samson to be imprisoned for 18 years. <sighs> now, that's about the end for Maxwell because on November 4th, 1991. He has an argumentative phone call with his son, Kevin, in recorded detail in history. Just like Epstein's quotes days before killing himself that he loved being alive. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Maxwell has an argumentative phone call with his son, and he's scheduled to meet with the Bank of England. (laughs) Now, Maxwell, for whatever he's connected to, is also apparently a fucking moron with money because he's de- about to default to the Bank of England for 50 million pounds of loans. Now, okay, you can say that contributes to what comes next, because uh, Maxwell heads out on his yacht, the Lady Galane, outside of the Canary Islands in Spain, um, at which point, I don't know, he is speculated to have been pissing off the side of the boat, nude, as he often did, according to some people. Uh, it's like William F. Buckley shit, right? <laughs> but he was presumed to have fallen off the edge. I think they say the boat was on, you know, the boat was cruising. Basically, he had it kind of trolling through the waters. Um, but I don't know. I, it's just there's no noticeable wounds. They, they everyone says heart attack, which I thought he, you know, he drowned. But they say it's combined with accidental drowning. Now, I don't know. Who knows, right? He's on a boat, allegedly by himself. You'll never have an answer. And at the same time, the man is also deeply in debt, and it's revealed he is stealing from his pension funds. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Um, It's hundreds of millions of pounds that he's stealing.
1: Yes. he He is basically fucking, the company is completely broke, to the point where when his sons take over after he kills himself, they just dissolve it. It's gone. They don't want anything. They go into, they file for bankruptcy protection and they're fucking out. Mm -hmm. That is why Mm -hmm. it
0: doesn't exist today. Um, A lot of the pensioners only got like half their retirement. Something I read. They got that. Yeah. And that was only because of the bell out. Yeah. And they're lucky that it's
1: (laughs) in like the UK too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been, they just would have fucking like put them all into like 401k, like right, like 401k plans right before the fucking next crash here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They resolved the lawsuit right before like the COVID pandemic. I'm like, oh sorry, fuck you. Uh, but yeah, so Maxwell dies, and then um there are people, well, his son says he wouldn't have killed himself, and like his family argues that they wouldn't have killed himself. But uh the judge rules out murder, but kind of like in effect rules out suicide too, you know, we are going to hear, right? Um damn I fucking lost the access to it but yeah there's weird implications in the trial where it's like well we don't know
0: exactly what killed him
1: it's never settled in the courtroom like how this asshole dies yeah so like don't put that on record it is? just happens to be at the Leave worst
0: possible time in his life when everyone is about to find out a whole lot of bad shit about him you know right right
1: yeah and yeah I give it that again that's what makes the case right like
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is
1: what makes the case for yeah I, the, you can definitely see why the guy would probably try and kill himself. Yeah um,
0: yeah <laughs> but it's also if someone was using blackmail on him, that's right. the time you want to take him out, especially this... if he's blackmailing other people too or has information that you don't want out that's you know he's you don't want a too. guy at the bottom you know
1: he invites his own like foreign uh desk editor into his like circle to just buy him off and this guy you know like mm-hmm. he's he's got connections all over it he's a fucking mp you know
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
1: there's there's something to be said like it's like everything like that right where like information comes out always at strange times you know it's Um, a perfect example is like the harvey weinstein stuff right there's rumors Mm -hmm. that the weinstein thing kind of happened because his brother wanted him out and whether that's true or not there's always like these ideas floating around with things like this and it's always like there is weird timing and Mm -hmm. i'm sorry but yeah there is weird timing for a lot of shit as far as like uh, moral outrages and stuff like that you know
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, de-
1: and there's like just information drops you know why the face i mean i'm not a crank man but the facebook whistleblower like oh yeah i'm in congress and oh the internet's gone you know like yeah <laughs> okay yeah. what <laughs> no <laughs> and like as they're like changing their algorithms like scrub january 6th from the record you know it's like whoa, mm-hmm. whoa you know it's like this is who put you here like, was it the government or Facebook? Because somebody fucking put you in this congressional testimony fucking shit.
0: But right, right.
1: You know, things happen at weird times. And this is one of those things that happens at weird times. You know, things like there's parts of, like, the f- house that look like they're falling apart, but Maxwell fixes them. And then it's, like, some unrelated things that weren't quite revealed yet that end up making him supposedly kill himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I, it could go either way. And there's no way yeah. we'll ever know, basically. Yeah. But yeah, so Maxwell kills himself. And then this (laughs) is where it gets interesting, right? His funeral. The Maxwell funeral. I have a Washington Post article up here ready from 1991. Um, Publisher Robert Maxwell today was given a funeral befitting a national hero by Israel. The country with each. So he's going to state funeral in a country he did not live in. Um, the, in the country with which he developed an intimate and sometimes controversial relationship in the last three years of his life. And that's another thing. You pointed that out before we started recording. Allegedly, Maxwell's connections to Israel are just
0: a few years before he dies, but... No, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it goes back to probably 1948.
1: Yeah, there's... I think that if there's, like, he's... The connections to, um, you know, Romania at the time and everything like that, it's... Yeah. No, I think there's something going on. And I think there's honestly something going on to be said of, like, some of the, like, right-wing leaders in the Soviet Union at the time who would have been happy to create the state of Israel because they wanted population transfers, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then that – it would take a while to get that because it turns out the Jews who went to uh, Israel first did not want those Eastern European weirdos, but they eventually got there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but so – he was born Jewish in Czechoslovakia, um, but he said he converted to Anglican after, you know, joining the British military and all that thing. So Maxwell reembraced Judaism and became a fervent supporter of Israel, investing tens of millions of dollars into the country's troubled economy. First off, a man going bankrupt is dumping tens of millions of dollars. He owes the Bank of England 50 million pounds
0: who um which which is claimed that uh robert maxwell wanted the government of israel to bail him out before he died someone claimed this i need to find this again this is um well well hang on yeah allegedly well, I'll go this. you know <laughs> this and, is allegedly yeah. someone else you know so
1: Maxwell pumped millions of dollars in the economy and served as an occasional advocate and point man for its government, which, when you're at the level of, like, millionaire, you know, publishing mogul, what the hell does a point man mean? Right. This isn't, like, training the Afghan troops to fucking do jumping jacks and, like, building sweeps, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Or even, like, a Mayor Pete, like, dropping off opium seeds at your fucking plant, at your farm. Um, But... Okay, so only a week before his death, the volatile owner of the New York Daily News and Britain's Mirror Newspaper Group became involved in an exchange of lawsuits with author Seymour Hersh, King, Gossip King, who accused Maxwell of working with Israel's Mossad Intelligence Agency. Shut shout out. (laughs) Cat. (laughs) Maxwell's death at sea only intensified the speculation in London where Hersh promised to produce further evidence. And I I have to actually look into that. Did fucking Hersh actually... Because... Seymour Hirsch is a liar, (laughs) you know, but he did get an apology in the libel case. So there's that. Um, Let me log in the New York times and find that. (laughs) But as we go on here, Um, so Maxwell's funeral, do you want to talk about that real quick? And uh, who's at Maxwell's funeral that makes like his three-year connection seem kind of bogus.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't speak for like the individuals, but like, there's like everyone's there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know. Like you have, um, so here
1: it is. Okay. Um, this is a New York times story from 1994. It looks like this is what we want. Uh, an American author and his British publisher yesterday accepted substantial damages and apology uh, that ended a libel action brought against them in English courts by Robert Maxwell and his newspaper company before his death. The out of court settlement announced in High Court in London also ended the countersuit by the author Seymour Hirsch and the publisher Faber and Faber Limited. The Maxwell lawsuit was prompted by Mr. Hirsch's 91 book, The Samson Option, about Israel's nuclear weapon program. Uh, hang on, there's more. <laughs> So, in yesterday's proceedings, the Ramirez group, which was controlled by Mr. Maxwell before his death, said it acknowledged that it acknowledged that Mr. Hearst is an author of excellent reputation and of the highest integrity, and he would never write anything which he did not believe to re- be true, and that was in this instance fully justified in writing what he did. <laughs> so, okay, in his apology. Hirsch essentially gets the admission that eh, he's justified in writing what he did. Whether you want to take that to mean he thought it was true based on sources he showed to us, or maybe he's right, never specified, I guess, right? Um, Mm -hmm. but the, the Hirsch book tied, um, you know, Maxwell to. Davies, who is the Israeli intell- the head of the Mossad at that point, right? He was head of Israeli intelligence,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: mm-hmm. that was who they were suing. And but it's it's also hard to say did this lawsuit die because Maxwell died, you know, and who's going to go for it? But again, the language of the apology as the case is settled is weird. Um, and Hirsch did, and his publisher did receive damages, and had their legal costs paid. And um, yeah, <laughs> so that's how fucking Seymour Hersh's, like, libel lawsuit closes up with the Maxwells. Um, after that, we yeah, we have the funeral, which, yeah, this is where, who's, oh, well, here, he gets a funeral, a state funeral in Israel, again, where he didn't live, he is uh, he's attended by the Israeli president, Herzog, uh, at least, six serving and former heads of Mossad, mm-hmm. many dignitary, dignitaries and pop, politicians from the government, like, the fucking party in charge, and also the right-wing, like, opposition at this time, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the more right, even the fucking, like, what we later, or what was really, like, the, the, um, basically, like, in utero fucking the Lakoud, right? Right, this is yeah. Where, this is where BB starts kicking around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is when Bibi's hanging around. So the other, the right wing party would be the Likud. And to think, like a man such as Netanyahu and his like acolytes would like the same people as anyone in their opposition puts a weird spin on it, you know, because it's not how Likud plays politics, frankly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so yeah, they's. <laughs> The funeral is odd, man. Uh he like I said, the intelligence officials why why do you know all the former ones if you just started hanging out three years ago?
0: Why do you know yeah, it just makes it more suspicious?
1: Yeah. Why do you have a state funeral in Jerusalem like for three years of philanthropy? I get I get you gave tens of millions of dollars, but like a state funeral that goes to the point where like for and specifically the intelligence guys, come on
0: yeah mask
1: yeah. on or something doing like <laughs> go to the fucking fake mustache store well
0: Why the, are- the weird <laughs> the the weirdest thing is not that he of course of course he's like involved in espionage with Mossad for decades before he dies it's just weird that you have like both the times of israel article about his funeral mm-hmm. And this uh, Washington Post article from 1991 claiming that he only recently became interested in Israel within the last, uh, this says last three years of his life, he developed an intimate and sometimes controversial relationship. But it's like, no, he's probably been, (laughs) no, it's been decades I don't know yeah, yeah. it's weird yeah, that no they way. almost retroactively change his relationship to israel you know
1: and yeah the, you know it's been spoken we spoke of it he was connected to something with it obviously and it's just like again the intelligence chiefs you don't all sh- hey don't get all out of the same fucking like plumbing van in your fucking <laughs> sunday best and stand next to each other at the fucking funeral do better massad but- yeah it doesn't
0: odd. look good, especially because at that point with his death, there's already rumors that he's connected to Mossad. So it's like, yeah, why is this? Why you this? this is not how you dissuade people. And it's it's another thing, too. Like, I feel like sometimes some of the stuff that people say about Mossad is all like I, I think like sometimes Mossad wants to look like they're more powerful and international yeah, oh yeah. than they actually are. They That's also lies, a factor. They let the lies spread to some
1: extent yeah but at the same time i do not and it's been proven you know in the past i'll never put it past Mossad to be pulling off an operation that runs even counter to their allies interests
0: oh yeah or absolutely agreements
1: they have with even us the imperial power yeah let's i make that clear too you know let's get into that israel is the client state right mm-hmm. let's make this clear while we're here israel is and it was described that way by what? Uh, Joe Biden himself, right? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. If I
1: didn't have it, I would need to make it. It's an aircraft carrier in the Middle East, right? Mm-hmm. This is what it does. And are there, like, does it go rogue and think it, you know, has permission to do things that sometimes? Yes. Um, we saw under, later in Obama, when Netanyahu tried to convince Obama to join him on a bombing run of Iranian facilities, Obama right. basically said no. And that was called off because <laughs> Netanyahu <laughs> didn't want to go to war by himself. It turned out, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Nah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna starting a ground war with Iran for you, a guy who like constantly calls me a demon.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Israel has dragged the US into involvement in its own wars, like the 1967 yeah. war, you know, absolutely. And
1: obviously, there's like a lot of conflicts. um I think there are a lot of conflicts that you can say to some extent are like kicked up by Israel that the U.S. ends up getting involved in without even realizing that. Right. Like, um, yeah, I think like it was well known that outside of the Golden Heights, the Israelis were funding Syrian militants during the last Mm -hmm. war. Mm -hmm. And the Israelis have run bombing runs that are just not reported or they're not punished or whatever. Um, that I, I just don't think, with the US as a, like air power ally and a bunch of other NATO countries in the region, that Israel just flies their planes freely and nobody fucking says anything, you know, mm-hmm. that people aren't informed. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, let's, but they state clearly either way, they, rec- they rely on us. That was Trump's plan with the fucking King David Accords, right? It was like, well, maybe if we like get the Arabs to help you, how about that? And it turns out, those Arabs aren't really interested in fucking hanging out with a bunch of Israelis after what 50 years of television saying the Jews did everything. Turns out they're not too keen on hanging out with them or even letting them use their airspace. So that didn't work. And and there's no, um, obviously the big targets, always Iran. That's what Israel is after. No matter who is president, no matter what happens, at least for the next 70 years, there will be no desire for like a major ground war with Iran. And, you know, mm-hmm. and frankly, I think at the time it is now, like the U S is realizing also it's an empire and it needs the client states like Israel to go do rogue shit. Like, you know, implant viruses in Iran or legally bomb, like uh, say uh, Hezbollah spots in um, Syria, you know, things like that. Like Israel does them. And it's like, yeah, you're kind of going rogue, but like you're still like serving a general purpose we're okay with. Um, but as far as it goes it's like israel cannot make any final move about something huge without us I mean, they can cry about like us abstaining at a un vote or whatever but it, it doesn't change our relationship period you know
0: yeah, yeah every
1: day there's still the client state at the end of the day no matter who wins an election no matter who fucking wins the seventh election I, it doesn't <laughs> matter um the funds keep going to them and the, you know, special relationship continues. But I think people get it twisted that we do not answer to those motherfuckers back and call. You know, there's been plenty of instances where the US was just not interested in getting involved with Israel's shit. Because they knew it would end up being a commitment on them. And like I said, even Trump would like, well, it was probably Pompeo, but even Pompeo was smart enough, like, Realize like, well, I don't know. Let's try and pawn them off on the fucking GCC. Right. Right. See if they'll fucking... We gave them the orb. See if they'll fucking help Israel now. (laughs) Yeah. And then they signed all those agreements. And every time like an Israeli plane would try to fly over any of the GCC airspace, they'd be like, no. (laughs) People will be able to see you from down here and they'll get pissed. So (laughs) it's not going well. The Arab fucking... uh, The Sunni Israeli coalition to do the crusade on iran has fallen apart very quickly um but that said this is where things like uh like i'm saying the idea that Mossad likely interferes inside the united states likely interferes inside the uk they likely have intelligence operations just the same way that we had the nsa tapping foreign leaders phone lines in allied countries right Sure, yeah, we're not against it either, and that's you know, I don't think that we have to say that, like you know we're not we're not against tapping i fuck, we' were tapping you know members of the House Intelligence Committee, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I didn't give a fuck for a minute there, you know, and shit <laughs> um, that's the thing is I get Epstein's connections look weird, and they definitely are, but these financiers seem to like elevate him to a weird spot to. And again, like with his proclivities that are known early on, he falls straight in with Wexner, but things get depraved when he meets Ghislaine Maxwell. Right. right. Yeah. This is when the Florida mansion gets bought. Um, this is when Ghislaine moves down there. And I don't know, according to what, uh, you know, people in, you know, in the area are like, well, Ghislaine's like slavishly devoted to him. And she does whatever she wants. She says she wants to marry him. And she's obsessed with him, which maybe. But, and this is where I'm going red pill for the episode. We are reaching the point. (laughs) But (laughs) I would say, if you have that much devotion to jump into a relationship with a pedophile who realizes your ambition could help them do pedophile on an international scale, you know, pedophile shit on an international scale. And that's what you're slavishly devoted to. Just out of nowhere with nothing to, you know, there shouldn't be anything in her like past to, uh, you know, implicate like that would be her moral code in any way. Right. She grew up in a well-off family in the UK. So Either way, she begins doing, like we said, she's the madam, right? She starts setting up meetings. She starts telling these like teenage girls how to like go into the room with Mr. Epstein. Um, and she is, you know, you see her in all these pictures, right? She's socializing. She's standing there with Elon Musk. Yeah, she's yeah. hanging out with Kevin Spacey. Like, you know, she is a socialite in her own right and she has connections in her own right, like to Prince Andrew. And then, who knows what through her father. Now, here's where my theory comes in. Epstein, maybe something odd. Well, definitely something odd. But his role to intelligence, right? What? Maybe with the Iran-Contra scandal, but I don't see how, like, that, I don't think that lends him enough ties to, like, the Reagan administration and, like, the Bush, like, the Bush constructed CIA of the time, right?
0: Right, right.
1: I, I, that seems odd to me. I don't think that, like, you know, I I don't see the uh, Bush family is like, you know, Zapata oil and shit like that coming in contact with Jeffrey Epstein, who's in a totally different type of world of capital on the East Coast. And although they do cross, obviously, like you know through investment and everything like that, I just. I don't know fucking George HW Bush just like uh, puts a tape recorder in a dog and makes you shoot the fucking guy he wants to replace yeah you know? he doesn't set up a whole sex ring <laughs> he, goes <Yeah>. down to <laughs> Dallas, and he goes down to Dallas and finds some fucking loon and puts him up in the book depository that's what fucking George HW Bush does you know um, <laughs> but yeah as he's working for like Zapata oil at the time too doing like Latin American coups so that's nice Um, But yeah, so I don't know what value Epstein provides necessarily. Now, what I think my theory on Epstein is, because of the lack of qualifications, because his history, uh, his known history of being a fucking pervert freak, you know, I think that you have to ask yourself, why the fuck is this guy so valuable to them? right yeah yeah because Epstein before meeting all of these people when he gets into Dalton he has no connection besides his meeting with Bill Barr and of course Dalton's a prestigious school but how he goes on from Bear Stearns to suddenly be meeting you know the heads of Israel Saudi Arabia fucking hanging out with Adnan Khashoggi you know Mm -hmm. why and Also, he has no political power bases of his own, right? Yep. There is no anyone who publicly advocates for Jeffrey Epstein. They may appear in like, you know, Vanity Fair articles talking about, oh, look, cool guy hanging out at his house with Bill Clinton, right? But there's no like active promotion of Jeffrey Epstein the way you would see of like, I don't know, somebody dumb like Steven Pinker or somebody stupid fucking like that, you know, some like intellectual like philanthropist – Type of guy who launches like new media outlets right now that get bought up by Bear Stern that would have been bought up by Bear Sterns back in the day. Um, but Epstein rises up through this. He gets, you know, he meets Wexner. Wexner finances the fucking his hedge fund is the only client. Uh, he's given his house in New York and a house in Florida, and he's introduced to Ghislaine. Um, and now I wonder where we go from here, because Ghislaine's father makes for a weird uh, idea to consider. And it's this. This is my fucking, like, I smoked too much weed, went on a fucking, like, real tangent. But, um, Maxwell and her connections, they do have, you know, she does have more established not just like i met him at the dalton school she has more established connections through like years of family wealth
0: literal epstein, royalty and family wealth yeah
1: right, right. <laughs> yeah. and now epstein is like elevated to this position where i think it's fair to say he probably was running the sex ring at like someone's direction you know
0: yeah yeah that's
1: what these things were for i don't doubt that like wexner participated in shit like that Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. fairly sure it's testified that he has multiple times. And Alan Dershowitz, who will go down for this one, probably. You know, I hope he doesn't. He'll be the only one. <laughs> like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Tucker's audience is getting too anti Semitic to have you on. And <laughs> you're already only there to be like a very stereotype
0: like character. So you got to go, Allie. I'm so surprised that people still invite him to do even to QAnon rallies. He goes oh to QAnon God, rallies. Yes. Yeah. Like, and I don't Cernovich, know. Cernovich, too. Yeah. Cernovich, Cernovich, Cernovich is trying to help him in his legal case. He I don't see the acolyte it. who is going around intimidating
1: witnesses.
0: He yeah, was like trying really to, get to get them to get make,
1: fucking switch their statements. These two fucking piece of gate pedophile homos, like, these two say, like, yeah, we're against the sickos and all the fucking, and we know what's going on in the Comet <laughs> Ping Pong Basement. I like, you literally helped the fucking intimidate the witnesses against Epstein and yeah. against her, or, or against, um, fuck, <laughs> against, um, shit, I lost it. Oh, well, I'm going to have to edit this out. But way, anyway, <laughs> you end up like, okay, so at this point, you have Dershowitz and you have Cernovich out there like saying like, oh, yeah, people are pedophiles. But like there's, like we said, said earlier, Dershowitz is there in the case for Epstein to get yeah. in that plea deal. Yeah. That basically says like, hey, you can't implicate Alan Dershowitz as a co-conspirator, <laughs> you know, because Dershowitz mm-hmm. is on those flight logs multiple yep, yep. times.
0: Yeah. He's in uh, Maria Farmer's testimony.
1: Yeah. And well, according to Dershowitz, um, let me tell you this. I'm going to get this quote because I need it right. <laughs> okay, let's see. So this is, yeah, this is a normal quote. Um, oh no, early in Trump's term, he, Dershowitz made a video that he was like being shunned on Martha's Vineyard for supporting Trump. Because, like, none of the liberals would talk to him. It's like, oh no, dude, you were, like, literally, like, the closest tied to Epstein. Yeah. No one wants to be around you because you're with the pedophile kingpin, dickhead. But he <laughs> yeah. wrote a whole article about, like, people won't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's like the Vineyard. They're all too lib, and they're, they're snowflakes, and they're triggered. This <laughs> was back in that period. But, um, so, okay. A lenient plea deal from Florida prosecutors. Still, he has been defiant. Still, Dershowitz has been defiant about his own innocence in the renewed investigation of Epstein, brought about by the reporting in the Miami Herald. Two of Epstein's victims have claimed they were forced by Epstein to have sex with Dershowitz, which he denies. One of those women, one of those women, uh, Virginia Joffrey, is now suing Dershowitz for defamation through her own lawyer, Dave Voice The New Yorker is supposedly working on extensive. The New Yorker is supposedly working on an extensive article on the accusations against him and his. Po- and it was possibly just a few days. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circle released 2,000 pages of documents related to the Joffrey case. Oh, damn. Give me those documents. <laughs> but, yes, so Derzhoit's always like, um, the Lolita Express doing pedophile Satanism, too.
0: It, it, it's weird, because like, it's not just like the people who are in the, like, the power circle like most immediately Chris within Tucker's the Republican and Democrat. Chris, Chris yeah. Tucker
1: doing there. He's made four movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, maybe that's why he's there <laughs>
0: Four movies.
1: Yeah, well, hey, yeah. <laughs> Money laundering four,
0: schemes that somehow connect to yeah. <laughs> you made four
1: movies, and suddenly you're on a plane with like the fucking president, Kevin Spacey, yeah, yeah. and like, some billionaire.
0: Yeah. Well, oh yeah, yeah. But like with Dershowitz, it doesn't. Like, uh, my pillow guy, Mike Lindell, is was advised by Alan Dershowitz for a bit, and I was like, yeah. what are you doing? Everybody, like, yeah. Mike Lindell isn't holding the ball and doing pedophilia yet he's not powerful enough yet but uh you know
1: (laughs) no he's just too like a cranked out fucking boomer man
0: yeah yeah it's very weird i don't know how dear keeps associating with everyone it's weird
1: yeah yeah you remember in um when the Mueller report came out he wrote the foreword for the actual book he did yeah he compiled the book together
0: (laughs) oh my gosh
1: yeah, he he decided that had to be out there, just like the Pentagon Papers. <laughs> that,
0: I'm gonna have to so, read that. Yeah, yeah I saw it that. in a it's bookstore like, when it
1: first came out, but it was still in like hardcover,
0: and I was like, no. Uh, I saw the hardcover in a rural Walmart. That was where I first saw. it. Of
1: course, yeah, and that's <laughs> the fucking that's the crazy part about him too, isn't it? Fucking hmm. people in like middle America, not only listening to the guy who's like connected to Epstein, but like. I'm sorry, the most Jewish guy that, like, comes on, like, Fox mm-hmm. News and shit like that.
0: Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't,
1: like, at least with Tucker, I feel like he's there as, like, a punching bag, honestly. <laughs> Tucker looks at him like, oh, this guy's gross, isn't he, folks? But, because <laughs> he constantly argues with them, too, you know? Mm-hmm, um, <clears throat> right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, there's is a fucking weird case, but he's connected, like you said, he's connected to everyone. It's crazy that, like, Lynn Wood is connected to everyone. These people are so wild, man. Lynn Wood, like, represented L- Richard Jewell. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Like, this is fucking crazy, like, how much, like, the serious careers these people have to become, like, so fucking baked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just, they never drop out. Like, it takes them forever to drop out, like, where people are like, oh, I cannot, this is bad legal counsel or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, they look at Rudy. Yeah. He he went so hard that he's now doing cameos.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: That's and fucking... he was
0: pushed out of the what? Like he was a presidential or trying to be a presidential candidate, but then he was pushed out by uh evangelicals because he was too liberal. Oh, which and uh, now I mean, he, that was yeah. uh what was that twenty twelve 2000, or two thousand eight, right? Yeah, probably two thousand eight. You know,
1: he actually would have seemed like the Republican to get um the fucking nomination for that too because he was like 9 and everything like that you know and right right the only one the only like Republican at that time who may have had a positive image thanks to like what Bush had done to the party's numbers in general you know I think that does, but hey whatever he did he fucking blew it man. <laughs> now he's out there like screaming drunk at like fucking donor dinners about like he's never had sex with underage girls you know
0: It's kind of Mm. shit like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, I missed that. That's... (laughs) Yeah,
1: Dershowitz book.
0: It's always a good time.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. That is like a tangent, but man, that guy, come on.
0: (laughs) He keeps showing up. I was so surprised with Mike Lindell. I was surprised with Tucker Carlson. I was surprised with Cernovich, which was what? That was three years ago or something now?
1: Yeah. You know? It's wild. And if I don't know, like, I'm sure there's some of you fucking like psychotic weirdos who think I like overline with your politics in some weird like esoteric way. Let me tell you now, like it doesn't matter what side you're on or Oh yeah. Who you think that anti deep state warrior might be? Like no, they're all raping children. And, and Yeah. And whether it's Matt Gates or fucking Donald Trump or Bill Clinton or all the lib stars we know and love and hey, you know, some of our faves got taken down in the Epstein case. <laughs> As Alexander yeah. Pelosi once said,
0: you know? um, yeah. And if yeah. you're anyone, you shouldn't be associated with Dershowitz if you're anti-pedophilia. Yeah, don't regardless of your politics. Yeah, like
1: some <laughs> bitches out there like passing off fake NAMBLA banners. Yeah, like, anti-fuck hanging out with a pedophile. What are they
0: thinking? Yeah, it's like
1: dude, you are lucky your audience will never just like go to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah yeah like straight up you know they never will you know they'll not they won't even click a link you hyperlinked in your article so it doesn't matter <laughs> but it, it's just yeah that fucking bluff of like yeah you don't need to fucking really I, I told you most of it draw your own conclusions from these loaded statements i just gave you <laughs> <laughs> um but we're we were on fucking what oh yeah maxwell. we're uh, yeah the
0: maxwell connection
1: yeah. yeah so yeah epstein his position right he gets elevated he has the island the manhattan mansion uh the case goes away in, in 2006 um but there's the thing epstein comes into this as i was saying with no political power base of his own right yeah he only moves up through like a, f- a series of connections he's not connected to any family name he's not connected to any like independent wealth right from his fucking financiers and the people who moved him up Epstein almost and I this is speculation again but Epstein seems like he okay he could either be a competent player knowing what he's doing or Epstein could have actually just and I don't think he like fell into it no matter what you don't really fall into sex trafficking but Epstein could have you know not fully understood the gravity of what he was signing up for, especially when he goes to the island. And the idea of the Black Book, uh, the idea of the flight logs, although the flight logs are allegedly released by, released by staff, um, the idea of the flight logs and the idea of supposedly recording things, right? Uh, you could see how either maybe Epstein was giving this to people and handing it over, or here's what I'm going to posit today. Epstein was building an insurance policy because he realized all of a sudden he was fucking disposable after the 2006 case, right? Or like he had these things together in case he ever did go down like that because he knew the people back. By the time he went down in 2006, he knew people weren't backing him if that happened. He managed to skate that time, but he obviously knew he wasn't going to discontinue the behavior that got him there. In fact, he was going to get an island and fucking go bigger, you know? Like, so Epstein seems like, in my part of this theory, I think Epstein may have ties to some people in intelligence, but I don't think he has the peer relationship that he thinks he has with them. He's doing good business with them. He, you know, they give him money, they elevate him to these spots that he's not really qualified for but I'm not sure Epstein really thinks any of that because when you see him in later years when he's inviting like Bill Gates and Steven Pinker over like riding his mini sub and bang kids. Um, You know, when this is going on, you find out a lot of stuff about like people who talk to Epstein about science and math and they're like, you're an idiot. He never developed one mathematical like breakthrough or anything either as like a supposedly lifelong like expert mathematician. (laughs) So that let that be out there too he never like made any like even slight advancement in math that you could credit him for um and i think that he goes up he starts collecting these files for exactly like the day like this you know uh, i don't necessarily know about like a dead man switch but like it could be like a hey whoa whoa, you're gonna want to turn those boats around and leave my island alone (laughs) you know here's a fucking flash drive and there's plenty more where that came from um Now, there's the question of what does U.S. intelligence want or really need with, I don't know, Bill Clinton? Uh, I guess Prince Andrew and, like, Israeli leaders, you could say, like, well, we might be trying to put pressure on them. But I think that, like, maybe there's a possibility that this early stage where it's, like, Wexner and these guys and Dershowitz and, like, young girls outside of malls and shit, You see another evolution as he goes to the island and buys the Lolita Express, where he escalates to this point where suddenly he's doing this out of country, and he's recording, he's taking notes, these things are all there. And I think, you know, he knows that people know who he is, he knows that his friends are keeping their quiet for now, but if things, you know, the political winds shift in just the specific way that ends up with him, you know murdering himself in you know a federal penit- a federal holding facility um i f- i don't know i feel like if the u US- i don't think us intelligence has the interest in that because it's the cia and fbi they can destroy you just how they want you know uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. the
1: fbi can go out and make up things that just make you look bad they can make terrorists you know, they do it all the time. They can make terrorists to make you look good. They can make terrorists to make you look bad. This has been like their existence, you know, or infiltrating groups that fucking support you to make them look good or make them look bad. Um, the CIA plants fucking bullshit stories across the globe and then they filter their way back here. Like, these are all things, you know, granted there's no fucking king shit like Jagger Hoover, you know where he just makes shit up. But hey, they might make shit up. Fuck it. They have deep fakes. They may have that fucking video of like LBJ's opponent fucking a dog or whatever that he claimed <laughs> was real. You know, who knows? Uh if Hoover could have made that, he would have. But um yeah, I it's just hard for me to think what as Epstein starts dealing more with US leaders and celebrities and things like that. What connection or like what good does this serve to the U.S. intelligence agency? If anything, this should be seen as a liability to U.S. intelligence agencies when your president is hanging out on a plane with a pedophile, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that should be seen as the concern because, like, like I said, the CIA and FBI and whatever fucking defense you know, or, or intelligence apparatus wants to take a president down. They know how to do it. I mean, as simple as, like, Jim Comey coming out and, like, reading contradictory letters a couple of times, you know? Mm-hmm. They can swing polls like that, and they will. They do, you know? I mean, um, because, like, the procedure gets so muddied up, nobody knows what the fuck is going on anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, at the point, at the island, Epstein starts keeping all these records, and Ghislaine, you know, like you said, uh, starts introducing to people like Prince Andrew, and slowly grows more ingratiated with celebrities uh other hedge fund owners um i think leon blackwell's there Mm. Mm. um yeah there's very powerful people and you know what that's a shame too is the focus of these trials is always focused on like political and like celebrity figures but like Mm. there are the genuine like banking fucking you
0: know titans who are also right. very close friends with Epstein. Right. The the big problem there is that for like major news media, they like to cite mm-hmm. the names that you will identify and recognize. Yeah. And they end up not mentioning all the people who have all the money that no one knows who what their name is, you know.
1: Well, hey, just put like here's fucking this guy's name, and he works at Goldman Sachs. Yeah, I don't know. That'll clear <laughs> up like what he is pretty quick to most yeah. people, yeah. Yeah, so um. But yeah, it, the Florida treatment's differential, but that's like when he gets the easy Florida sentence, that's under Maxwell too. That's when mm-hmm. he starts like getting like, oh yeah, you kind of got a scot-free pass. That's where Barr says, oh, he's connected to someone. Mm. Some intelligence agency. So this is Maxwell, Epstein, Bill Barr. <laughs> Case basically disappears thanks to Dersh And fucking Epstein goes on his way. Builds up the Florida, you know, builds up out of Florida, goes to the island, which I also believe Wexner gave him. Or no, no, Wexner did not, because I think they cut ties by that point. So maybe he right. took Wexner's money that he was funneling off the hedge fund. Um, so, yeah, at that point, though, who would want a bunch of pictures of, I don't know, Bill Clinton? Um, who else goes, you know? who else yeah. is on these flight logs bill clinton uh i don't know why you want kevin spacey again um the actually I, I told you chris tucker makes more sense the more you think about it there's only been like what three rush hours and the fifth element so you yeah. tell me what that man's been doing for the 10 years between each of those movies
0: All right
1: yeah yeah god but yeah so let's find these Epstein flight logs. I know you can find the ones entered into evidence by Dershowitz. Let me find those real quick. <laughs> oh, here we go. Seven days ago, FAA accidentally disclosed more than 2,000 flight records associated
0: <laughs> with the Epstein plane. Yes, this is what we want, my friends. Yeah, it just kind of makes sense that I mean, Mossad would be kind of they would be stupid not just to take advantage of robert maxwell but yeah. also all of his fell sons and daughters i mean mm-hmm. one of his sons ends up being the most bankrupted man in the british isles and uh you know you keep tabs on all those kids because after that they know stuff too that robert right. knew robert maxwell like allegedly you know i don't know if we'll ever be able to know the truth for sure, but he was allegedly trying to blackmail Mossad for money to, you know, ease his financial woes and all the debt he was hiding and all the crimes, (laughs) you know, with the pension rating. So it it would make Mossad would be stupid not to take advantage, not just of Robert Maxwell and not just Ghislaine Maxwell, but if you could have a patsy and use Ghislaine as a handler, uh, yeah, Epstein makes sense.
1: <laughs> yes, this is it, right? This is where we're going. I get, I know where we've been going here forever,
0: but yeah, this <laughs> we've is had it. to collect a body of evidence. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it's it's clear to make sure that like, yeah, there's a bunch of weird shit beforehand, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. also that yes, Maxwell tied to Israel. Oh yeah, very tightly, obviously.
0: Yeah, and we have even talked about how we don't know exactly how jeffrey epstein met ghislaine but uh there was this in 2010 a deposition by a bookkeeper maritza vasquez who claimed that uh epstein got some money from robert maxwell and that robert introduced gus introduced ghislaine yes and epstein we haven't even mentioned that there's a whole bunch that goes that's into what i've heard case. too yes yes yeah uh,
1: robert maxwell did and it seen allegedly Allegedly, intentionally, yeah, intentionally introduce his daughter to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, and who knows he's why... in the last few years of his life, tight with the Mossad,
0: right? And so you yeah. can read all sorts of stuff into that. But if you just like game theory this out, Mossad is looking for, you know, probably <laughs> probably replacements for Robert too. Yeah, oh, avenues of how to deal with him. You know, and
1: I think you know, I think even now if there's someone out there who is running this like that, they're out there looking for a new Epstein. It, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, that's what he I accomplished think,
0: yeah. so much for intelligence. <laughs> right, and I know? think
1: this is what he, you know, he thought he was, like, this sort of concierge to the fucking elite, you know? But also yeah. well, being equal with them, He's mm-hmm. basically like Tom Cruise at the Eyes Wide Shut party before he realizes, like, oh, no, you're here to, like, revive the fucking overdose girl yeah (laughs) you know suddenly he realizes like oh wait (laughs) these people all fucking you know way more status than i do Mm. and that's kind of the feeling i get there you know but maxwell i I also it's hard to say because maxwell has all these debts that only come out after he kills himself right or doesn't kill himself right whichever one it may be (laughs) but these things come out afterwards. And then, yeah, that's also a weird thing. These things can be held as leverage over people like his descendants
0: mm-hmm. who may
1: know information that their father shared with them. And now, say the Israeli intelligence gets a wind of, I don't know, a socialite Jewish guy hanging out in Florida who kind of knew Robert Maxwell. You know, he bumps into Robert Maxwell and I'm like, well, Maxwell has a daughter who's like connected to us and connected to his publishing firm. And She knows quite a bit, so why don't we just introduce her to Epstein and uh, see where it goes? And then she becomes, like we said, Epstein's, like, slavish groomer who people describe as obsessed with him, but I don't know. Wouldn't that be what a handler would act like if they have to, like, put up with a fucking
0: pedophile ring? Right, yeah. Like You'd uh, have to seem pretty committed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you'd have to be, like following epstein everywhere <laughs>
1: you got to sell like that unconditional love concept hard
0: yeah nice. yeah and like every person in this like current gets slain case that like like all the testimonies about her relationship with epstein the the relationship is so ambiguous and it's not yeah. clear who has the power you no. know and they're called like uh, are they there it was a, this vanley fair oh the girlfriend yeah the yeah, girlfriend yeah. There was Are a Vanity uh, Fair article. The Fabulous or... Life of Epstein. Yeah, there's this article saying that she seemed to plan Epstein's schedule too. Yeah. Which is a little weird, you know. That's the thing, like
1: she was in charge of all the front-facing stuff with employees, with victims, mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. with authorities or high powered fucking, you know, foreign nationals.
0: Yeah. So, and, and there's go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead, no, go, go for it. Oh, and he she probably had some experience doing this with Prince Andrew yeah. with, um, at least with like prostitutes, maybe yeah. allegedly, Yeah, right. <laughs> You know, well, yeah, and that's, um, and that's the thing, it's like also,
1: this was at a time where, uh, you know, coming off Nixon too, but like I think Thatcher was pretty similar where it was just like she was not too fucking keen on israel she didn't really give a shit Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um it's like at the time israel it's hard to explain if you don't really understand you know and you and i do but it's hard to explain if you don't understand this kind of uh context is like they started off as like guerrilla terrorists in Mm -hmm. british Mm -hmm. mandated palestine and then uh, we wouldn't help them fight like all the fucking Arab-Israeli wars. And then all of a sudden, you know, we've passed on nuclear secrets. Maybe. It might have been Russia. Um, but either way, we're, we're fine covering their you know, their nuclear program. We're fine covering Mossad activities. We're fine letting Mossad conduct illegal activities here as long as it's not targeting our people. Um, so I don't... No, and then, you know, there was, like, a weird time, too, where there's the King David Hotel bombing done by Israelis against right. British soldiers, you know, against the British barrack. Like, these leave weird fucking tastes in people's mouths, obviously, you know, um, but I think there was a time where going into the 80s that Israel was just not the priority and I think there was also a time in the 80s that, like, uh, Thatcher specifically probably didn't want to tie herself too close to the fucking Israelis anymore because this was the time when, like, IRA policy on Israel was shifting or had shifted. Mm. Huh. Because originally the IRA had, had a confused take where it was like, oh, yeah, homeland, like ours, you know? Mm-hmm. And then upon witnessing what the fuck that meant and, like, the knock and shit like that, the IRA was like, you know i don't know i'm out of here and i think that's why like you wouldn't want to necessarily highlight the british government's uh ties to israel in like a real public way because you have people leaving like socks covered in tar with like nails and firecrackers in them under your car every morning you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's a bad look bad time yeah, to be fucking yeah. like making it any worse than you need to right mm-hmm. um, yeah and then uh and later on, obviously, the US or UK and Israel were fucking best pals or whatever. But for a minute there, yeah, in the 80s is, um, let's see, the Menachem Begin Hotel, Hotel, Heritage Center held a conference to mark the 60th anniversary of the bombing of the King David Hotel in 1946 by the Irgun. The conference was attended by past and future Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and other former members of Irgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't they like kill fucking, what's his name? There's a member of the Irgun who fucking killed, uh... who's negotiating with Arafat. Oh.
0: quiet oh. <sighs> I'm blinking right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too, because I just, I rem- it's funny, I remember that from the 90s watching it on TV. Yeah. And <laughs> being like, oh, wow, they're at peace. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was fucking wild. That was basically his King David accords.
0: Yeah, yeah. His uh, are you platinum. talking about uh, assassinating the deputy of yeah Alaska the rally nineteen eighty eight Indonesia?
1: No, no, no. There was also um, Rabin. Because wasn't Yitzhak yeah, Rabin killed? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was killed Uh, at a demonstration in like Tel Aviv, right? By a member of what would later go on to become the Lakud,
0: right? Right, yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's insane,
1: yeah. And that was after the peace talks, and that was like, hadn't I gotta check this too? (laughs) So much, (laughs) yeah, I know it gets crazy. There's so much
0: that I forget about, with yeah, um, assassination, (laughs) yeah, okay.
1: Um, Rabin was assassinated by Yagal Amir, a right wing extremist who opposed the signing of the Oslo Accords. Uh, uh, Rabin walked out of the city and shot. Yeah, this is just like, oh, after an emergency cabinet meeting, Israel's foreign minister Shimon Peres was appointed as acting. Okay, so that's how Peres becomes prime minister. And then Rabin's journalist time. Bill Clinton. This is when uh I think BB went around the time BB went to meet Bill Clinton and started like making demands of him on their first meeting. Mm, mm-hmm, and I believe yeah. the quote attributed to Bill Clinton is like, who the fuck does this guy think the world power is? <laughs> Which is a very like blatant reflection of what we were trying to explain earlier. Right,
0: right. Yeah. yeah
1: Clinton was just like shocked. He's like, What the fuck? It's Israel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And, and like, in the 1980s, like, Israel's doing some shady stuff with South Africa. Mm -hmm. And it's becoming more and more explicitly, like, what the hell?
1: And they're working their way as, like, arms dealer, right? Yeah. The Mossad, and we have to remember, after fucking this foundation of Israel, the Mossad is given carte blanche by nobody to go worldwide and do what they want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's the, the heroicism portrayed in Munich, you know, it's like, that guy was planting bombs mm-hmm. in hotel rooms and shit across the fucking continent of Europe. <laughs> right. That guy yeah. does not seem cool. Yeah. You know, or uh, <laughs> I recently watched the, um, the Eichmann movie about his fucking extradition to Israel. Yeah. I think I saw that one. And like, there's a scene in the beginning where they're like draping all these Israeli flags over these like newly found homes. It's like, oh, okay, like I'm witnessing like the end of the genocide. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like, woo, yeah. 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 That's
0: really on the nose, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like, well, they don't care. I mean, they're proud of that. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. Um, it was definitely like Ashur Vive was a well known right wing extremist
0: in the Shin Bet. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay.
1: That's, That's a, uh,
0: yeah. pretty fucking insane. <laughs> Yeah, he was killed by a
1: Shinbeck guy who was a fucking aligned with fucking Benjamin Netanyahu at the time, which is wild, man. <laughs> that's yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, this kind of like internal politics is going on in Israel. And, like, there's obviously the internal struggles within. So, that's another fucking check against Maxwell, too, is like there's factions of the Israeli state like fighting with each other and parts of it that aren't necessarily in the state yet, but soon will be. Mm -hmm. following Mm -hmm. these events you know right right um so yeah that's another thing but yeah so when it comes to israeli intelligence on allied officials there's no doubt about it they spy on journalists in allied countries if you don't think they're spying on our intelligence agencies or at least trying maybe from like some type of proxy that makes it look like it's not them now, honestly, I would I would wager some money if you went and knocked on a bunch of abandoned-looking warehouses in Alexandria, Virginia, you'd find one wired for sound, you know, with access yeah. to like the sewer, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't put it past them. Israel does not care about anything. That's why they go into oh, yeah. countries they're allied with and like blow up hospital or like hospital beds and ho- hotel rooms because like, hey, you killed our Olympians, you know. Mm-hmm. Like well, hey you didn't tell us you were here and you're murdering people <laughs> yeah. which one is worse yeah. here man <laughs> yeah like, yeah we didn't yeah. have control over those fucking palestinians bro you like your government decided to do this so at this time like yeah there's a lot of just and yeah, israel policy was never this tight you know it was, I think the war on terror obviously boosted it to like these insane connections. But as far as Israeli intelligence goes, they've always been on point like this. And one thing, you know, that they cannot do is influence our intelligence agencies. That's why my theory overall is that, and this is a speculative theory, we'll never prove any of them. But let's posit that possibly Ghislaine, through her connections with Maxwell, through the massive amount, you know, the massive amounts of money he owed and through the connections he had, as now, like you said, these children with the knowledge of the empire he'd built are suddenly, you know, at the funeral with six former heads of the Mossad. And then suddenly she's with Jeffrey Epstein and she's out grooming. She's out aggressively grooming. She's a, out socializing, trying to get more and more like uh, sort of, august figures of the neoliberal society you know whoever that means um no none of them francis Fukuyama. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's on the plane <laughs> no he's like yeah this is why we want to destroy uh, christian culture i'm sick of that's what end of history meant the end of morals but <laughs> but no um yeah, so the logs include all these high level people, but I think Epstein's kind of recording that for himself. Ghislaine's part yeah. there, I think, and maybe she encourages Epstein to do some recording, but I think some of it's still kept as an insurance policy in this situation. I'm going to lay out. Uh, Ghislaine goes out and aggressively seeks this. She aggressively seeks donors. She aggressively seeks connections to people that, like you said, Prince Andrew, these foreign people who have like, Andrew has no power he has no real like prize position in the royal family even and there's no reason for Epstein to give a fuck or like seek him out you know someone like that um there's no there's no reason for fucking Epstein to go seeking out Kevin Spacey who you know who the fuck (laughs) knows but um The U.S. doesn't need any of this shit. What do they care about, celebrities? And what do they care about the leaders that they already have all the information on? Right. You don't need to prove them going to, like, have sex with children. They can prove them just doing plenty of other crimes. I mean, if this, you know, FBI wanted to step in, like, right before Clinton's re-election, they could have just been like, you know what, um, yeah, Whitewater was real. (laughs) And he's totally guilty, and we're putting him in jail, right? Or, like, we're going to have to have a month-long investigation and hearings and all this shit, right? And they could have damaged his prospects. But it, as far as the Israeli intelligence, it's harder for them to do that. They have APAC, but APAC is all as fucking... I've seen the uh, scheduling sheets. Maybe I'll attach an episode of them to the this episode description. Because these schedules are pretty vile. And most of them concern, like, when can we nuke Iran? But um, at the same time, like, APAC and, like, what they do is they're funding guys, right? They're not intelligence yeah. guys. They want money. They want policy. You know, they want to integrate, like, military policy of the U.S. and Israeli military policy. Um, but on the lower level, I think the Mossad, through maybe a connection, who's a handler for Jeffrey Epstein, pushes him to continue, like, expanding this empire Because it gets more and more international clientele involved. And suddenly, you know, you have people like Bill Clinton and like these high-powered lawyers and like Les Wexner and like fucking, you know, (laughs) dude, Larry Summers. Like these people are all there. And now I could see why the Israeli intelligence would be interested. Because that information is on like high-level financiers. Who can fuck up like Israeli relations with the United States? They, you know, this is at a time where they're choosing not to necessarily 100% back Israel on everything they need. This is a chance to, and who knows when the blackmailing starts, but if it's this period going into like 2000s island period, like if it started before that, it could have stepped up. And at this point it's stepped up because it's like, yeah, well, screw it, get more. This seems to be working. But Maxwell in this theory, and again, she is not a victim. But Maxwell, in this theory, I'm positing is possibly the handler for Jeffrey Epstein, who, judging by the things I've heard him talk about, is a fucking idiot. Um, I think it would be within the realm of possibilities for someone to see what Epstein does, how he acts. And see his connections in the United States at that point, realize they can send a Ghislaine, build more connections at higher levels, continue sending people to the, you know, uh, content creator house. And this is information that Israel Israel definitely would use. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton trying to make these peace talks like, hey. Well, now that we've collected all this stuff later, like, we'll make sure those peace talks, fucking, that shit's never happening again. You know? Or something like yeah. that. There's plenty of motivation they could have had based on the guest list on this place, right? And I will say there's something where you want to know the weirdest thing, That's like my one big red pill moment. Uh, when Kevin Spacey came out and apologized, why was he drinking out of that, like, coronation, like, jubilee coronation mug? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. Uh... <laughs> I don't think that message was for us, folks. No. If I have to guess, yeah. Um, I really just don't think. Yeah, that was for like the Queen <laughs> and Prince Andrew.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking wild, and um, it's almost like a sign of collateral. You know, like I've been thinking. Like I, I get what you're saying about, like Ghislaine handling epstein as an asset for Mossad, but it's interesting you can't always like liquidate assets at any time you can't transfer them you can't make them work for you invest in them and what and it's almost like if you know that someone has your darkest secrets or you have someone else's darkest secrets it's just easier for you to make them do things send money this and that even if you never really trade that asset or you know
1: yeah and that's the thing also to remember about Epstein himself is like nothing points to this man being as independently wealthy as he claimed he was right yeah there's no reason to think that this guy was I I mean yeah I got it it's hard for me to believe he would have reached millionaire status based on like his right. his real camp, you know, his real career track. Yeah, maybe if he had made like partner at Bear Stearns. But then he'd be out of a job in
0: 2008. But he's so, not reporting investments, which i guess is that plus or minus in Bear Stearns.
1: <laughs> well, no, he's he doesn't report investments from his firm. His personal mm. firm with, where you have to have a billion dollars.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. The Bear
1: Stern shit would go all in like their regular annual report because they have to abide by like SEC regulations. Although, obviously, Epstein also skirted some of those on the reports that go to the SEC, and that's why he abruptly left. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, and this is, here's a good one. Let's talk about the, his, and this is to prove he's dumb. Because um, <laughs> here's his, like, scientist friends who hung out with him. Uh, he never possessed a scientific degree. His closest profession, professional foray into science was his physics and calculus high school teacher. <laughs> but he's hanging out with like rocket scientists. Remember this. But his interest in investments in science seemed far more from cursory. One could easily get the impression Epstein might have wanted to be a scientist in a different life. Well, good for him. If only his parents had bought him that science kit, we'd have no satanic pedophile
0: rings
1: (laughs) so epstein given uh, the according to the vanity fair feature noak and epstein often traveled regularly to epstein's private island so this is harvard mathematician and biologist martin nowak uh in the u.s virgin islands when harvard hired noak in 2003 noak became the director of the university's program for evolutionary dynamics a lab essentially devoted to using mathematics as a guide to understanding and addressing different issues in sciences. Blah blah blah. Epstein launched the program with a six point five million dollar donation. This is like Gates being a scientist, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a science guy. Like, I mean, I guess you pay for it, but like, that doesn't mean you know science, motherfucker. <laughs> and then, um. That I guess the oh the Epstein Foundation also promised to accompany a pledge of a do- to totaling thirty million dollars over a couple of years too. Um, so NOAC and NOAC did not respond to repeated calls and emails from The Verge to answer questions about his relationship with Epstein or find comments about later's rest. It is unclear how close the two have remained in recent years. Uh, where's the fucking weird shit? <laughs> Hang on. Okay. Uh, Epstein met with like who do you meet with Pinker? Um he met with Stephen Hawking. Yep Stephen, yep. Stephen Hawking went on the Stephen Hawking too.
0: I saw the we'll episode Island. on that.
1: He's on a he's a pervert. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and Bill Gates, a different kind of sickle pervert. He had like a, same kind on Epstein's Island. But also a different kind of sex, like pervert when he was not, like a sex, like weirdo, uh, when he was not on the island. Because, like, he had his like, girlfriend that he cheated with once a year or whatever. <laughs> he was already in like some weird sexual neuroses. So, these people they tell you are geniuses. No, don't ever believe that shit. <laughs> That's a total lie. But yeah, he would bring these people to his house uh, Franz Wilczek, David Gross. God, yeah. this guy sucks, man. Jim Peels, Alan Guth, Kip Thorne. Oh my God. So Epstein would meet with these people <laughs> to ask them questions like uh, Can I freeze my head? <laughs> um, and possibly open it, you know, fr- to fry me out in the future when like sex crime isn't a thing anymore, I guess, was his plan. <laughs> When I can't. When the statute of limitations is passed, then you can unfreeze my head. That's a good, uh, why is legal strategy actually as long as I don't find the freezer? <laughs> um, yeah, and then people started cutting off funding from him. But until then, he was giving money to Harvard. Uh, he gave mm-hmm. money to, mm-hmm. uh, as I mentioned, the Interlochen School, where he went for piano up here in Michigan. And this is a fucking creepy detail. Um. For his gift at the Interlochen School, which is for young musicians, I do not believe anyone like above age goes there. Uh, maybe for like summer programs or something, but it is a you know a fairly like prestigious art school in the north part of the Lower Peninsula. And Epstein ended up through donations having a visitors' camp and cabin built on the grounds where he would fucking hang out. So. Put mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that out there. They're like, yeah, I'm yeah. To... He also
0: had that ranch in New Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Skinwalker. <laughs> was he trying to? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Well, I'm I'm looking through this now. Like, what was he doing with that ranch? Like, it had something to do with his reproductive, like, yeah, sp- that kind project. of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had a semen project
1: too. <laughs> he asked about all types of weird shit. Shooting stuff into space. He wanted supers. Here we go. New York Times. Jeffrey Epstein, the wealthy financier is accused of sex trafficking, he had an unusual dream. He hoped to seed the human race with his DNA by impregnating a woman at his vast New Mexico ranch. Mr. Epstein, over the years, confided to the scientists and others about his scheme, according to four people familiar with his thinking. Also, there's no evidence that ever came to fruition. Well, thank God that he wasn't doing like some Black Mirror episode. Um, Mr. Epstein's vision reflected his long standing fascination with what's become as, known as oh, red flag, dumb guy, alert, ready, transhumanism,
0: <laughs>
1: big red flag, yeah. yeah, fucking strong dumb guy energy, <laughs> especially when you're this asshole who's just like mainly focused on pedophilia.
0: Yeah, the, the <laughs> amount this guy's like focused on the like procreation and what just. Makes yeah. the suicide less believable, you know?
1: And now, what he wanted was... Uh, he viewed it as the science of improving the human population through technologies like genetic engineering and artificial intelligence. Critics have likened transhumanism humanism to a modern-day version of eugenics. <laughs> well, good. We'll all, imagine it. In 20 years, everyone's kid who comes out will look like Epstein. He's already oh, tainted gosh. the world supply.
0: I'm going through this article, Why Jeffrey Epstein Loved Evolutionary Psychology and Why Evolutionary Psychologists Loved Him Right Back. It's a really good article because it goes through a ton of random scientists, like real creeps who were friends with Epstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Robert Trivers, in particular, has a weird history. Robert Trivers. It's worth looking up.
1: Okay, Yeah. Something in the name in the chat. But, um, yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of people there, man. Uh, Shit. Evolutionary biologists. uh, Best-selling authors and neurologists. Molecular engineers. uh, Nobel Prize laureate. MIT theoretical physicist. Holy shit. And this guy would call them over here to ask them things like, Hey, can you freeze my head? or breed the rest of the human population with my sperm. <laughs> and that's, that's proof. I'm sorry. This is a dumb guy. I, maybe he, I'd be, if, if he was talking about like high concepts, that's a dumb guy way of talking about like high concepts. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's a fucking real moron. Like, like yo, you think you put like, put my sperm in everyone? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I yeah. I don't think this guy created like I don't think he masterminded this like blackmail scheme no. or like su- survival insurance or like I that, he could have yeah. had the idea.
1: I think the but, insurance I believe the insurance possibly because mm-hmm. you're hanging around with the world elite, you suddenly realize like you can get arrested.
0: Right. What you and know. he knows what happened to Robert Maxwell, like it's unavoidable. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I
1: I mean, would you really be surprised if, like, after leaving court, Dershowitz told him, like, look, I got you out of it this time, like, yeah, but I don't know yeah. if the connections will keep you from being arrested next time, and they didn't.
0: Right, know? right. And for a while, he was thinking about moving to Israel permanently, but yeah. then he said something like, I think I need face to face the music. No. He said yeah. something like that. He's got a lot he... of
1: great quotes like that.
0: Like, I love being He does, life. yeah. I love living. <laughs> Yeah, he says a lot of
1: strange things <laughs> at strange times, man.
0: Whole bunch of like cliche stuff is yeah, like, we'll read program- that one to go out after we're done with this. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great yeah. article.
1: uh okay, oh Epstein also was into me- Eugenics. Um yeah, the sperm baby ranch. <laughs> and uh advisor for example, said he was told that the plans by never gathering at his Manhattan house, albums, but also at least one prominent member of the business community. One of the scientists said Mr. Epstein divulged his idea in 2001. This is where Pinker comes in, I think. The other recalled Mr. Epstein discussing with him it with him at a 2006 conference that's the hosted in the Virgin Islands. Now here. Once at dinner <laughs> at Mr. Epstein's mansion, Mr. Lanier said he talked to a scientist that told him Mr. Epstein's goal was to have 20 women at a time impregnated in his 33,000 square foot Zorro ranch outside of Santa Fe. Um, You better get a pinker, motherfucker. (laughs) I hate that piece of shit. I'm sick of that guy. I had to write something about him for one of my classes. It's like, I have to talk about this guy, man. Um, So. Pinker claimed he had never taken any fucking support. Um, And then was quoted as saying, needless to say, I find Epstein's behavior reprehensible. Okay, pal. Uh, Whatever you say. You were there. You were on the island. (laughs) You know? Sorry. You make it to the island, you know what's up, dude. That's it. Because even the fucking pilots and the bodyguards and everything like that like yeah, uh, I would see girls. I turn the other way. Yeah, and yeah, like that pilot who was interviewed, or the bodyguard who was interviewed by the Guardian way back in two thousand six, was like, you know, I saw my daughter on him. I wouldn't be calling the cops. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'd be yeah. doing something way worse. And like yeah, and then he just started yeah. telling the Guardian report in like twenty nineteen. Like I have to go. You should go too for your best interests. And Epstein's dead by that point, or about to be dead. So. He's in fucking federal prison either way, you know? It's, it's odd. But, mm-hmm. and again, these people would have interacted more with Maxwell, right? And Maxwell's right. aggressive tactics to go out and, like, push Epstein farther into, like, a different type of social crowd beyond, like, the fucking nerds, you know, mm-hmm. into, like, more political people, because it's in, like, the 90s where it's, like, Clinton, uh, Trump himself, you know... All of these people who end up on, you know, the big people who end up, end up caught up in this after Ghislaine is there. And after she's out taking Epstein to shit like the Met Gala, you know, which he wasn't a previous attendee of. Right, right. She puts him into these places where, you know, it's clearly her influence that puts him in these places. And that's why, like, yes, if you were the Mossad and maybe... Even if Epstein was some type of American operation or a Mossad operation that kind of fucking went off the rails, you know, um, or a double agent, who the fuck knows? We'll never know again. But if Epstein says he's a US agent, like if the Mossad spots that the US is running an operation like that, bet they won't try to get somebody in there. Oh, yeah. You know, why would an international blackmail ring for like the elite politicians and like financial guys of the world. Like, yeah, you're going to be like, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm going to go check this, you know, I, yeah, we're just going to look into this, (laughs) but I don't know. And the thing is, is that the way Maxwell like expanded the ring and seemed to basically be the manager, you know, going from this period where Epstein was like, finding girls at the mall and, like, having them recruit more girls to Ghislaine, like, taking them out to the places where, like, people, parties full of, like, people who are 90% sex pests, at least, if not, like, straight-up rapists, you know? Right. So, this, like, the idea is here that this is more something the Mossad would want, because it's valuable information being taken up by someone who in this theory is essentially like a rube fucking patsy, you know, they know he has his blackmail material and they want it. Honestly, they probably want it. I'm sure had she probably managed the DVD library. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't she, you know, she was doing everything else for the guy. She probably filed all the DVDs and then, you know, tucked the USB fucking into, uh, the secret shoot that dropped down to the parking lot where the massage was waiting to pick it up. <laughs> and, you know, dropping, she was doing the George Costanza with the fucking uh, fishing <laughs> line out the window. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. A 10 terabyte <laughs> hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the videos, guys. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> but her role is strange. And that's just my theory that I pointed out There's like, Epstein is complicit in whatever way he is, but Epstein's insanity steps up when the daughter of a man highly connected to Israeli intelligence shows up. You know, and this is when yeah. the Florida operation starts. This is when things change, and this is when things become intense. And I just—it is when the blackmail starts. So this could be uh, seen as maybe epstein is some type of asset but not quite clear what he's doing yet Mm -hmm, and maybe mm -hmm. he is gathering intel. maybe they're targeting some certain people you know maybe the fucking cia or atf does want to get bill clinton down to fucking little saint james after like the mid 90s you know Mm -hmm. could happen but as far as all of this other blackmail material the hard blackmail material if epstein produced it I would imagine it's because he realized at the end of the day, he had no real backers because especially after Wexner left. Wexner mm, detached. Mm-hmm. Wexner mm-hmm. detached after 2006. And with, that's it. That was his patron. Right? right? Yeah. yeah. So now this man is left with no power base, although he still has these connections. He does not have the fucking devoted wealth behind him that he had. He yeah. was giving away money for privilege and access, right?
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. And
1: that money that he was giving away is gone. And I think right. now he realizes what keeps him safe is who he's connected to in crime, essentially. And I think that's where the insurance policy comes in. The elites keep using the place like the playground because, yes, they are all sickos, QAnon. Nobody's denying it. Um, but yeah, see, the Amun Assad catches when fucking sees this. Ghislaine's slavish fucking devotion to the point where she's just gonna just jump into a relationship with a guy who's like, yeah, I like fucking kids, but you go get some for me. Oh. (sighs) I guess she could be mentally you know, ill, but to what
0: level? Yeah, because she's very, very coordinated and and disciplined in finding Young teens who like maybe partly homeless, maybe you know, this, that. Um, yeah, and like how the hell do you do that? You know, right.
1: Yeah. How are you so like to the point where yeah, you say you're mentally ill, but you're out there like actively recruiting these people for him in a manner that like he could not do himself. No. He wasn't doing it like that himself. He wasn't capable of doing it like that himself. He was harassing teens at the Dalton School, you know. Right. And, like, Bear Stearns employees and fucking L Brands employees. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the
0: other thing. Like, just based off his experience at, like, the Dalton School, it's like he would not be able to get very far in life at all being an overt sex creep. You yeah, know? if he
1: lived, like, right now, he would, like, be fired from an amico.
0: Yeah. It's like you need yeah. someone else handling him, but then why... <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't really makes sense if it's just Gisling just doing this for... I love him. Yeah. I'm willing to go to... I was hearing this one... Mm -hmm.
1: I'm willing to go to the gallows for my love for Jeffrey Epstein.
0: It doesn't make much sense. I was listening to this one podcast where they talk about, oh, well, it's because of her experience with Robert, her father, and she just had daddy issues, and she's just doing this with Epstein. It's like, that may be partly true but one like robert maxwell i couldn't find any allegations of robert maxwell engaging in sex with minors he was a creep mm-hmm. but like 1980s creep you know your memory. average member of parliament yeah yeah he he said like the, he, yeah he's he, british he had he's male secretaries you know he became he integrated to britain and yeah yeah he, like all of them exactly yeah. yeah he was just british perversion it, it doesn't really explain how Giselaine ends up going this far, you know? Yeah,
1: that's it, right? It's yeah. Like, okay, maybe she has what daddy issues and is upset about the suicide, but they'd met that can't explain it. They yeah. met Epstein <laughs> together before Robert died.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And now, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, this transfer of information from the publishing house down to the children and the idea that any level of daddy issues would just be like, allow you or like mental illness or like your obsession like, with this man i don't think it would drive you to just constantly go out and find him more victims in like a methodical way that you developed right so her role looks odd and i don't know anything about this but we'll wrap this part up here. It's just i want to say that like this is the conspiracy that i fucking fried my brain with just not doing what i should have been on <laughs> instead um, but to make it, to boil it all down, the theory is based in nothing that Epstein, while well, maybe connected to intelligence, definitely connected to like high finance, which may have also made him an interest to the Mossad, um, connected to high finance, definitely had some strange connections that got him where he was by the 1980s. The operation of Epstein changes when this slavishly devoted woman follows at his side carries out all of his you know recruitment efforts carries out the you know basically grooming the girls and training the girls in the household rules and I can't imagine she wasn't aware of like the recording going on too you know and I just see that as like well it's weird that she's here. It's weird that she's doing this. It's weird that she had the resources to suddenly just disappear when Epstein fucking killed himself. And granted, she had to come out, but she disappeared. And it's fucking weird, you know? And I think that there's, if she'd been, to, I would say we'd have more proof if she was found in Israel, but I didn't get that lucky. Um <laughs> But I would say, like, the fact that she went into hiding and shit like that, it was like, I don't, and obviously no federal court will ever expose this, but it's just like, man, I would go into hiding, too, if I was, like, a Mossad agent, and not just a billionaire facing a bad trial. Right. You yeah. know? Because there's some aspect to hiding where it's like, she, nah, she can be on bond, because, like, they want to make sure this one doesn't murder themselves. But... I think she would have had a more pleasant experience had she turned herself in because she, I think she can still afford a high power lawyer and demand fucking things from the court, right? Mm-hmm. But instead, she goes into hiding. Uh, she goes to see fucking, what's that movie? Bad Boys or, or the kid movie
0: that she was spotted next to
1: the poster for it, In and Out.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. photographed with that book about the CIA, which I read oh, as yes. kind of like a, a, I, I think that's a red herring. Well, the was CIA strange. thing, you know, if we follow your theory, we should be more concerned about Mossad than CIA. Yeah, oh, CIA yeah, has plenty it. of things. It makes more sense if you have some like periphery country like Israel, you know, getting stuff on both Democrats and Republicans, you know, mm. and celebrities <laughs> and whatever, you know, it, may, it just makes more sense to me. You know,
1: she was at. she was next to a advertisement for the good boys.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> what it was. Yeah.
1: What about like the. Like preteens trying to buy beer <laughs> And an in and out, but what it was it was an old lady's face like altered to look like hers. I just found someone like close enough bone structure
0: Oh, okay, I missed that photo that was yeah, yeah that
1: was fake. that was a fake photo huh. because that was when everyone was looking for it, and like uh and actually, what happened at the time was like apparently there was a good reporter around because they called and found out like hey is where do you have these good boys advertisements and like compared it with the picture and it wasn't up on the date or it was gone and changed to something else and there was just like a few other things we're like no this is bullshit she couldn't have been there yeah, yeah but yeah um the cia book right i forgot about that one what was it called uh look at okay. yeah um hmm. At the In N Out Burger. The secret lives and deaths of CIA operatives. The yeah. Book of Honor. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That seems like something Massad would put in her hands. In like yeah. a Photoshop image.
0: I don't remember. Was that photo photoshopped?
1: Which one? The uh, the In and Out Burger one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is I the In and Out Burger been. by the bus stop. Oh, okay. That's all the same photo. Oh. She's yeah, sitting yeah, at the yeah. table eating, right? Right, right, with the yeah. book, yeah. And then there's, like, an advertisement for that movie in the background, which is, like, the only, like,
0: oh. touchstone
1: people could grab onto to oh, try I and figure it. out location yeah. and, like, time. Hmm. And I think it was that they never had that advertisement at that bus stop location ever. <laughs> so someone, like, mocked up this, like, total bullshit or something. <laughs> because it was, like, a woman who was there that they just, like, heavily photoshopped Look like elaine <laughs> it's not too heavy i mean but yeah it's it's fucking wild and oh shit they had a searchable database for the flight logs now. gonna be up till the morning bro uh, um so yeah that is it like right it's i think if anything you're gonna argue and honestly maybe if you're gonna argue it with fucking Epstein, to an extent too, like hanging out with all these fucking like weird Israeli like leaders and influential businessmen. Um, you know who came to his house? Rabin came to his house, right? I I believe Rabin came to the fucking mansion in New York after yeah. the two thousand six
0: case with like his coat
1: over his head.
0: Oh, after the two thousand six case, yeah, yes. I wow. yes. uh, <laughs>
1: I will have to double check that for you, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I. He- read something about Rabin and visiting or something. I wasn't sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, Let's see. Rabin visits Epstein. yeah, Wow. It's really burying uh, the shit I want. Weird. It's giving me articles about like Rabin and Arafat shaking hands. 20 years after the Rabin's execution. Alright, man, you're gonna make me go to DuckDuckGo, bro. <laughs> Why you do this to me? Oh Lord. <laughs> so we want fucking Epstein. I maybe did Prince Andrew go after the conviction too. I don't know. I feel like a couple of people went after him, really. I didn't know. It's like, well, he had already been convicted. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Bill and Melinda Gates recently shocked the world saying they knew Jeffrey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, Bill. Um, Melinda Gates was creeped out by her ex husband's emotional bond. Lady, you knew. She's doing the Ghislaine. I didn't know that hanging out with this pedophile meant he might be fucking children. And I just, you know, I know they're doing science. <laughs> that they're planning to depopulate the global south together. <laughs> was, you know, it ap- oh, here's, here's a good line, and it appears Gates is something of a horn dog himself. <laughs> this is a Nathan Robinson thing. <laughs> um, with an unfortunate history of mixing the personal and professional, and. In icky and uncomfortable ways, it sounds like Nathan Robinson. In fact, the more I learn about Gates' personal life, the less I like the guy. I thought he was a good dude. Now he seems like a real creep. It's going to be all about Gates being a pedophile. I don't care about him. <laughs> Give me more names. Uh, oh, yeah, Harvey Weinstein. R. Kelly. <laughs> he was there? No. He did know Weinstein, though, right? But he had to. <laughs> <laughs> that went at the same time um but yeah so the positive is like why all this material epstein should not have had to have it if he's an asset because he doesn't seem to have passed it on to anyone right it was there when he was arrested and killed himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there doesn't seem to be as if there was even like a dead man drop because no, I, which is I,
0: really weird, well, which me.
1: makes it which also leads to like the possibility of like, did he think that the insurance was covering him, and maybe he had mentioned the insurance by then, you know, yeah, if things had started getting tight after two thousand six and tension builds for a couple of years, and you're just like, you know what, it's like Milo with his little black box where he's like, "I have all the fascist information on here, you know, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Epstein kind of fucking does that and it's like um, I don't I don't know man it's all fucked
0: um, there's something interesting about the idea of a dead man switch not working at this stage of like just late deprived, like <laughs> the terrible capitalism because yeah. it's like imagine if Epstein dying did trigger like and we found out that everyone in leadership was like doing awful things and it changed nothing you know yeah that's where we are you know There
1: yeah what i mean is to say is there's a possibility that like i don't know epstein is like accidentally becomes like james spader and blacklist right yeah yeah he's like yeah. yeah i have the key you can't kill me right right,
0: right? <laughs> yeah it, it would be him yeah yeah that's like the
1: position he would be in where he's like in he is doing the james spader blacklist character he's like well yeah I'm a fucking kind of asset who went rogue and like, now I have a bunch of blackmail on you. So if you ever try to come back
0: on me, mm-hmm. I'll fucking blow it up. So it's like, what does it mean that that didn't work? You know? I Yeah, that's, that's for another day. Cause that's a lot, <laughs> that's a <laughs> yeah. lot.
1: But yeah, it, it is the fact that like he could have, uh, you know, it may have not worked because of an approach. It could have not worked because an approach he took, he could have gone to them and said like, look, I have this, hmm. you know? Like okay, fine. We'll raid all your properties and put you in a prison and turn the cameras off. <laughs> and so, hey, and I think he could have. You know, there could have been a time, especially after two thousand six, his ties are cut. He's losing fucking money. He's losing connections. That would be the time he gets desperate and realizes he's disposable. You know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden his operation is launched into high gear by his girlfriend that he meets. And madam and enforcer and all this shit and then, and then yeah all of a sudden there's tons more data collection and tons more information written down and tons more information stored and it's like okay like i could see i could almost see galane being like you know what jeffrey you should start a blackmail file <laughs> so it's easier for me to get back to israel if it's already compiled but it's um you know there's a lot of ways it could go there's a lot of fucking hanging questions and as i said at the beginning we're never going to know. But holy shit. This was a story. This is my like fucking pilled theory on Maxwell. She is the handler from the Mossad for Epstein. So make it what you will. You'll never
0: know. And People are- would buy it for a dollar, but. Yeah, they would. I could probably yeah. write a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sure there's already books though.
0: <laughs>
1: I could write the best fucking book about it, but I'm maybe i would say oh if somebody wants to check out somebody too it's um whitney webb over at mint press news or formerly mint press news i believe she actually went on a hiatus and is working on a a longer book about epstein and all the connections Hmm. but some of whitney webb's reporting over at mint press before she took off for a bit was very in-depth stuff about epstein because she had been following him since 2006 essentially and it's worth checking out if anybody wants to um that said, yeah, this is where we end, I suppose. And I don't know. We got any funny thoughts closing out? What are the goofy anecdotes we got here about the man? <laughs> uh, it's also true that before the sordid revelations of Me Too, it was impossible for monsters like Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, and R. Kelly to operate in plain sight. Wait, what? Yeah, oh, it was possible. <laughs> okay. I don't think Me Too did Epstein in. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, that wasn't Me Too. That was... I don't know what that was, honestly. What did trigger the second arrest? Was it just the lawsuits? Or like the fucking criminal complaints?
0: I was wondering. I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff like that. And there was also like that Jane Doe that was alleging that... um, trump um assaulted her at epstein's yeah. mansion and then that case was just dropped in 2016 or 2017 yeah, i was like, like what spacey's. was that? yeah it's like there's all sorts of weird like why <sighs> these cases now and why were they dropped and what's going on you know somebody dies yeah and when prince andrew's accusers go
1: there was that one of um kevin spacey's Hmm. uh i think one of kevin spacey's Uh, accusers killed themselves, allegedly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, that, you know. All right, let's see the arrest, right? The final arrest. What did you do, sir? (laughs) Why couldn't you just play with your real doll? (laughs) Damn, if Epstein, the new Epstein's gonna, like, have, um, like, lolly body pillows. Oh god. <laughs> That's what he's inviting the elites over for. I have the finest <laughs> women in the world. Sir.
0: It it just ends up being what like top ten Twitch streamer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's all vouch fans.
0: Oh god. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs>
1: Something okay. Uh, yeah, see. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's close companion, told a friend that Epstein's private island in the Virgin Islands was completely wired for video, and the friend believed that Maxwell and Epstein were video. Why does Maxwell reveal Epstein's fucking clandestine recording like system with pinhole cameras and shit? Why? Yeah. Why? Why would you put that out to someone who's, like, on your property and shit and, like, presumably among the elite you're videotaping? Like, what planted, why plant that idea in that particular person's head?
0: Right. I don't know if that's to, like, reinforce the power of the collateral. Like, yeah, we do have dirt on everyone, and you do not mess with us. That, and could, we yeah. what we want.
1: that could be how the threats are made, you know? It may not be, like, the face-to-face meeting. Yeah, it could have just been years of like minor incidents would happen and there'd be like intimidation like ah, ah don't forget bill.
0: You know. Right, right. Yeah. And we uh, we forgot to mention that uh Robert Maxwell wiretaped dozens of his employees before he died. And his one of his security guys had a suitcase full of some of these tapes <laughs> later in the 2000s. So like mm-hmm. Robert Maxwell he was either recording to know who his enemies might be, or maybe it was for blackmail, the blackmail employees, you know, it could have been a blackmail scheme, you know?
1: And with where he was at, it also could have just been a, you know, I won't let you fucking misrepresent this call later. Yeah. In a situation, because that's something like, look, Hey, Linwood did it.
0: And now he's releasing clips. Yeah. Yeah. He really he recorded every call he ever
1: got during like the fucking last two years. And boy, right choice on him. His insurance policy is paying out, you know? Yep. Yep. (laughs) He had all that shit ready to go. So that is like, yeah, that that is a way it could be done. I just I don't know. Okay, so eventually the FBI compiled reports of 35 or 34 confirmed minors of eligible. Eligible for restitution, whose account including credit details, Julie Brown's 28 exposes in the Miami Herald identified about, okay, so it is the 28 piece, that was it. The 2018 yeah. piece. Yeah. Because that was when basically um, that was the big series, right? The uh, Jeffrey Epstein like what was it called? Fucking abandoned. Perverse Justice. There we go. Yeah, Perverse Justice was a uh, series done with Washington Post with um, Julie K. Brown about how she managed to finally get Epstein back in the news in 2018. And I believe she was behind a lot of the 2006 articles too. So um. And she also, uh, oh, okay, here we go. Her pursuit of the Jeffrey Free Epstein sex trafficking story reopened the case 10 years after Epstein wrangled a secret plea bargain. So, yeah. wow, oh, hey. Congrats, lady. You fucking did journalism, like, correctly for once. You know? It doesn't really happen here. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't know. The fucking crazy. It's all like this. This is all bullshit. I made it up. I smoke too much weed, but maybe, maybe the Mossad will fucking illegally render Ghislaine from her federal prison and hide her out in Israel. Because they're very lax with who they'll extradite. I'll tell you that right now. We'll check back in
0: in five years. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. well, we'll be taking a birthright trip
1: to go see if her and Epstein are in their cottage there. (laughs) All right, so to end this all out, let's find this great article about Epstein loving being alive. (laughs) Life is great. Life is fun. He's wearing like those Life is Happy shirts from Always Sunny. (laughs) Like Frank buys from the airport. (laughs) And that's about to be the episode art, actually. Epstein in that shirt. (laughs) All right, here we go. New York Post, baby. Paper record. (laughs) It's first paragraph. Starting off with a bang. Um, So this is from November 23rd this year. It starts out, Jeffrey Epstein repeatedly denied being suicidal in the weeks before he killed himself in 2019 and even told one psychologist, being alive is fun, according to newly released prison records. It's true. Okay, holds up. I believe him so far. Being alive can be fun. New details surrounding the convicted pedophiles final days in Manhattan's Metropolitan Correctional Center are detailed more two. Into- oh, I gotta fucking get that, too. God damn it. I'm to go down a real rabbit hole once you get... A- no rabbit hole once you get off his fucking phone. <laughs> I'm gonna be up to like four. Um... Epstein was waiting trial in 2019. He avoided avoided being put on suicide watch at least two times during his 36th day detention after psychologists who uh, assessed him found that he should remain under psychological observation, but not full 24-7 suicide watch. Um, One psychologist wrote in their notes from a July 9th suicide risk evaluation that Epstein adamantly denied any suicidal ideation, intention, or plan. Okay, now, well, check it out. The fucking pedophile, like, who clearly has something wrong with him, told me that he's not going to kill himself. The guy who's about to, like, fucking face execution for this shit so, like, nobody finds out who he knows. Um, she added that Epstein told her, being alive is fun. <laughs> and described himself <laughs> as a banker with, big business. He was future-oriented, the psychologist wrote in her notes. <laughs> hey, definitely not going to kill myself. I'm a banker. I'm going to get back out and go do the banking. <laughs> okay, buddy. Um, and it's funny that they have all these records, like right before he dies, all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Epstein continued to having, deny having suicidal thoughts even after he tried to kill himself on July 23rd, which didn't happen. That was that cop. Do you remember this? Uh, Officer Tartaglione. He had been caught burying fucking bodies in his yard for the cartels in like New York State or something. Oh, shit. Yes. I, I missed yes. this. This guy was his cellmate, and he would, uh, I believe like two days before the first like, quote-unquote suicide attempt when Epstein was sharing the cell with Tartaglione, uh Leone had been busted with a contraband cell phone in his cell, hmm. which happens. It's a fairly regular occurrence. It does happen. People smuggle them into sure. prisons all the time. And obviously but. this prison is incompetent <laughs> or intentionally yeah. incompetent. But yeah, odd that it's like I don't know, two days before Epstein, they're like, alright, give, right, the right. give us the phone back. <laughs> you don't need this now. He's on his way. Um... So yeah, that was when he was in this cell with fucking this dickhead. Tartag Leone. I remember this dumbass name. So um what happened here was cut some dead hair. Um, let's see. James Comey's daughter is on the Gillian Maxwell. Oh, wait, hold on. What? <laughs> hey, hold up. Uh, what this James Comey's daughter is on the Gillian Maxwell prosecution team. Holy sh!
0: What? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. i missed that
1: hey, so what? hang on for a second let's do some silence here because i'm gonna have to cut this in somewhere so also another fact that we uh missed is but we're in galane world here for a moment um it, i'm looking at this it turns out james comey's daughter is on the prosecution team against Gillane, which okay but Odd, considering, like, again, the connections, like, intelligence and stuff, it's just not clear, like, Comey's a weirdo, man. Comey is a fucking deep state freak, you know what I mean? Like, he was head of the FBI. He has been, I don't know, what what, what do people credit him with, I guess, like, trying to stop Russia? After, like, everyone hated him for coming out with the Hillary letter. And... He did, uh, oh, he did the, uh, I supposedly rushed to fucking, what's his name? The bedside with the torture memo. Oh. Who'd they they go see, Ashcroft? No, Libby. Right? It might have been Ashcroft. Either way. Or Ashcroft might have been in the race to go see Libby. (laughs) But that was when the Patriot Act was being floated, like right before it was gonna go through. And Comey, like, there's this, it's like the Colin Powell tale looking back, right? Like, oh, he wasn't okay with this. And Jim Comey's story from the Bush era was um he went to wait, he was on the apprentice. Oh no, okay. Scooter Libby wrote one novel called The Apprentice. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, um. No, it's gotta be uh what is it for DOJ. What was his fucking name? The crank who covered up the statue. Ashcroft. of torture. So, in the very early parts. There was a time where the term torture memos was uh, originally used for interrogation of Al Qaeda, and this is where the John U letter comes in. Um, so, since the initial revelation of these documents uh, they include and all the uh, you know autistic Muslims that the FBI set up, the FBI under James Comey. So, yeah. if you right wingers yeah. think that like the FBI is setting you up, like damn, you fucking. Convert to Islam. <laughs> yeah. Start a unified struggle on that one, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's just... Um, the way it was told was... It was either like... Uh, I swear to God, it was fucking Scooter Libby or something. But he might have been gone by then. It was... I it was, probably hopped because he would have been what, DOJ anyway. He was sick... He was in the hospital. You and, like, a couple other people, like, from Justice who were pro-torture were trying to race down there to get Ashcroft to sign off on it in the hospital. And Comey and I think, actually, um, Mueller um, were there and tried to convince the president not, and the way it's portrayed is they tried to convince the president to, like, get rid of it. But what they did was they tried to say, like, we need longer to review it because American people might get mad about it. <laughs> so it's, it's like the Colin Powell thing where he's like, man, I, I don't believe in this war, but I better stay here to make sure it goes okay. <laughs> you know, just a bullshit excuse. So, yeah, there's a lot of weird shit like that. And now Comey's daughter is on the Ghislaine Maxwell prosecution team. It's like, well, okay, well, I wonder, you know, bet I won't be speculating on her if Ghislaine gets some weird deal. <laughs> I'll have a new theory if that happens now this is the guy uh, and we're still in the fucking suicide part here this is going to be an extra bonus it's going like premium content <laughs> um, this one is Tartaglione the death of Jeffrey Epstein has been fueling conspiracy theories, deep state blah 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 here now a new book takes those stories further by highlighting the role of pedophile cellmate Nicholas Tartaglione So Taglione and Epstein were housed together in New York jail, which (laughs) Julie K. Brown believes is suspicious. Because one is a cartel enforcer slash crooked cop, and one is a pedophile financier. It is an odd combination in, like, a high-security fucking place. So, um... Maxwell came out and said she didn't believe Jeffrey uh, killed himself. (laughs) Good for her. But Tartaglione, who is Nicholas Tartaglioni? A former Westchester County police officer. Tartaglione was serving time for murdering four people during a drug deal. A career police officer. He first served in Mount Vernon and Pauling Police Department. He moved to the Berylhood Manor Police Department in 96. And the department fired him after he was arrested on perjury charges. <laughs> uh Lying to the prosecutors about a drunk driving case. Which looks like it was his drunk driving case, actually. Um, He fucked off for a while, sued, got his job back, and served on the force of 2008. Uh, Then he went to animal rescue projects. (laughs) Okay. Sure. That's a good cover. Um, In 2016, Tartagliani was arrested and accused of killing four men in a drug deal gone wrong. Tartagliani was also charged with... Conspiracy to distribute cocaine. One of the men, Martin Luna, was killed at Tartaglioni's Brothers Bar, Liquid Lounge, in Chester. The other three were, were reportedly taken to Otisville, where they were shot dead in April 2016. Their bodies were found at the property which Tartaglioni was renting at the time. So this guy connected to, like, organized crime and some, to some extent was placed in the cell with Epstein on what this uh, New York Post article is calling the first suicide attempt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the guy who had a cell phone
1: two days before Epstein got there or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, make with that what you will because nobody's ever going to prove that shit either. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so here's some more Epstein quotes to lead us out. Uh, Physical observations would let which is less restricted than Suicide Watch, involved his fellow inmates monitoring him. His fellow inmates monitoring him? What? In shifts, taking notes about... uh, Every 15 minutes about his behavior. I think that's incorrect. (laughs) I think they meant, like, guards. Corrections officers. I don't think, like, psychological observation means, like, the other fucking people in psychological observation get to watch you and make the evaluation. In um, yeah. one note, on July, July 29th, after an Ep- Epstein's initial court date where he was denied now, an inmate noted, Epstein is sitting on the edge of the bed with his head in the palm of his hands. Oh, he's sad. <laughs> He'd pace in the cell fifthly and read a uh, psychologist. Uh, give me more quotes. Oh, here we go. Epstein and I are talking about the escort business. An inmate noted before writing an hour later, Epstein and I are talking about arbitrage. Oh, he's giving my fucking, um... Giving them advice on how to do sex trafficking. <laughs> yeah. Um, the inmate then wrote 30 minutes later that Epstein is talking about the celebs he knows. <laughs> Dude, this is fucked up. Even like in a fucking like lockup situation, people are like, "Man, I know you're a pedophile, but like, you're the top pedophile who knows cool people." And like, man, what's Kevin Spacey like? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the inmate in said the inmate said the man next door had heard Epstein. So this is the guy that had just said like the shit about learning from Epstein, telling you what he heard from another inmate, which is that. That guy heard Epstein ripping up his bedsheet in the hours before he was found dead. Jeffrey Epstein definitely killed himself, the inmate recalled the man telling him. Any conspiracies to the contrary are ridiculous. Well, that's very well stated for a fucking guy in a federal lockup. (laughs) And very legal language, motherfucker. That's the end of it there. But man, wow. (laughs) I love being alive. My name is Jeffrey Epstein, and I would never hang myself with sheets from my bedpost. But good. That's great that it worked out. And this has been a pilled episode, but I think we kept it pretty
0: reasonable, man. You know, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of some... material here. It's like
1: oh, yeah, I rambled there, but me too. I have, I have, yeah, we ha- I haven't really addressed this case. And at the same time, I don't want to to some extent because right. conspiracy theories around it are so rampant. You know, like I said, the flight logs, you can put anybody on them. I could go make a list that says Dan Bongino's on. Fuck, who cares, you know? Yeah. But another aspect is we'll never know the truth about it all, obviously. Mm. You know, and there will never be a satisfying answer. I'm sorry. There wasn't going to be a satisfying answer if Epstein lived. You know? Yeah. We would never know the full extent. And it's hard to, like, cover this trial because you, and especially like the shit I'm saying here, if I go any farther, I end up in fucking cuckoo land with these motherfuckers, you know? And the last thing I want is you guys, you know, latching on to whatever the fuck I'm saying, because no, it's not for you. You're stupid. Uh, They're all pedophiles, period. (laughs) That's my policy. And if you don't like it, and you think one of your politicians isn't a pedophile or some type of sicko, you're wrong. And I got no time for you. So we're not friends, (laughs) but yeah. I just think that it's, like, yeah, the fucking fact is it's, is it sucks, especially with, like, QAnon and shit, that the right has not only, like, taken over advocacy on this case, but also completely fucked it by, like, lying so much. Yeah. You know, putting Chrissy Teigen on the plane when she would have been, like, six years old.
0: It, that was insane, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like,
1: she didn't even live in Florida. She was nowhere, no. What? <laughs> yeah she would have been a child moron I'm like yeah i get that that applies to some of fucking epstein's victims but you know she was like younger than that she was nowhere near fucking lolita island she was not on fucking little saint james island also sexually abusing younger kids like three-year-olds you know you're fucking stupid <laughs> so yeah it's, it's also convoluted and this is all a theory and you know what i'm sure there's somebody out there making this theory in a more coherent, but frighteningly more anti-Semitic way. Yeah. uh, You know what? Hey, there's an audience for that one, too. So, if you didn't like this one, go find that guy, I guess. (laughs) I'm sure he's there. (laughs) Please don't
0: find the anti-Semitic theory guy. (laughs) Yeah, probably not, yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, they are out there. It doesn't matter. Well, it's fucked up because no matter where you look for information, the fucking Mm. garbage bleeds through, you know? oh yeah yeah like we talked earlier today personally about how uh there's this story going around that the parents in the oxford shooting were like they're being chastised you know they're being fucking martyred because like they wrote a letter to trump in 2016 mm-hmm. like, this shows that these person like they're fucking weird and delusional and like insane there's no like deep fucking analysis to make of this epstein there is but you're doing it like when you go too deep and when you add too many details, it's like, you're lost here, man. You know, like you've lost the thread and you've added so many details from like so many different places. It's like, it's now leaking into like mainstream coverage to the point where people are making mistakes, you know, and it's, it's a shame to see. And hopefully maybe we can come back to this after the trial and see what the Mm. fuck is shaken out, but that will be the next time we come back to it. So I hope everybody enjoyed this. Um, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, The Twitter has been more active. And if you're liking the content, some of this episode will be going up as a bonus on Patreon. And guess what? You don't have to pay really shit to get all the bonus content. And I will be uploading more. So be prepared for me to start paywalling shit because uh, Nathan and I here are running a new series in the near future, probably. um, And we're actually looking for people if you want to email the show. Uh, we are looking for local activists or academics in areas similar areas similar to mine and to Nathan's in ways where, you know, we'll take them minute to talk about this project, honestly, might as well get it out there, right? Um, we want to do sort of local history and local economics from the age of, you know, say globalization, ripping the industry or, you know, the main industry like agriculture, in Nathan's case, or manufacturing and mine, ripping that out what has replaced it, what state is your state in at this point, or your region, you know, your metro area, and how is the new neoliberal, like, how far is the new neoliberal creep come into making, you know, these new technocrat cities under, like, the boring kind of Democrats. So I look forward to that. And Nathan and I are going to start off with each other when we're ready to do... uh where do you want to go first?
0: Oklahoma? Uh we'll see, I guess. We could start yeah, we'll with Oklahoma. Yeah. Either yeah. way. Yeah, we're could
1: gonna be go with to Detroit. pre-recording. Yeah, we're gonna pre-recording a little bit. And yeah, and if there's people up in it, I know we have Michigan listeners too. If if you have some mm-hmm, suggestions mm-hmm. for like northern Michigan for um probably more of like the Flint area and Saginaw where things haven't redeveloped feel free to reach out to us on any yeah. social media or the Left is Dead 420 because I, at gmail.com because I know, say, the situation in Flint uh, is different than the situation in Detroit. I'm near Pontiac where the situation is much more, probably similar to Flint as far as economically, but closer to Detroit as far as, like, the amount of business that is still around there and the engagement in politics to some extent. So it'd be interesting to hear from some of you people up north I don't want to hear from any of you like weird French people in the UP. Sorry. But uh, you don't have any cities. I don't care. Um, but yeah, look forward to that. Because I, I don't know. Nathan, I gotta say I like having I like doing the shit with you, man. We always have a good conversation, you know. We bounce out yeah. a lot, but all right, and we will be back in the near future. Uh actually, Nathan and I will be back in the near future. We are going to find you something on either the christians too annoying to stay in england or the christians (laughs) too annoying to stay in new england so look forward to that maybe you can guess which one is which